Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer, featuring the new easy-to-sanitize threaded diffusion stone. Check out the new threaded diffusion stone at morebeer.com. Item number KEG590. I poured in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-oh. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Stuff. That'd be good with me, man. You guys all want microphones today? Yeah, that's a little bit better. Not really good. Here we go. No. Push and I have been trying to fix the studio, the video in the studio all day. And inevitably, once you change one thing, the rest <laughs> of the thing gets fucked. House cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very, very finicky studio we've built here in Pacheco. 
Welcome to the program. It's the session. Happy to be back this week after a nice little vacation uh, for Fourth of July last week, where um, I almost died. It was a near death Fourth uh, of July, Third of July. Really. Another session starting off with a near death Justin story. Like what happened this time? I rolled a go kart that was almost impossible to roll. Oh, but I can I can do it. I can do it all. Those things are like two inches off the ground. How do you roll, how do you roll one? I don't know. Turbo you try charge. real hard. Is I guess you, you sit real erect or something. I don't know. What were you drinking? I was definitely drinking. What? Uh, it was good fun, though. Uh, I had a blast. And even the fall was probably the most fun. And a couple, you know, lost a little skin. No big deal. Kept the head up off the ground, which is important. Didn't see that, yeah. <laughs> so it was all literally bad. right in front of us. I mean, he, he was coming in hot. And instead of breaking, he just put it into like a hard skid, knowing, I guess, that it's not going to turn over. Well, it it came to a stop. And then just as it was about to stop... Right. It had just enough energy left to just barely flip him over, so it, he just kind of rolled out of it rather than uh, hitting hard. It was great. <laughs> it was a good time. I don't know about great. It was interesting. We were all like freaking out, like, oh, this, yeah, because we, uh, yeah, before uh, Michael's driving around with a beer in his hand, right? We're going, yeah, this is one of those Fourth of July things. I already got nine one. Already punched into my phone, right? Just, <laughs> yeah, press, just press keep one more one. digit. Then here, here you come and do that, and I go, yeah, yeah, this is it. <laughs> Yeah, had the head hit the ground, it could have been ugly. Yeah. Everything else is fine. It's good. <laughs> it's a good time. So I like, I really like Sundays off now, man. I got to tell you that right now. Every time we have a Sunday off, because it used to be even on our off week, we're out doing something, either another event or something. But it's been kind of slow for events lately. And so now our Sundays off are like real Sundays off. Even when we move the show to Monday, I really, really like it. So as Moscow keeps predicting... See, I knew it. The second you first mentioned it, I was like, all right, well, what's the over-under on <laughs> until it's it just takes. a Monday session? Audience better get ready. I, I still don't think it works as a... I, I, it doesn't work as a permanent Monday session still. So you got that. It's Sunday has that going for it. But I do think that it's just going to happen a little more often. For example, I'm happy to be going back to... I just bought my tickets to the NorCal Homebrewers Festival this year. And I haven't gone back. I haven't been there in like two years or something, mostly because they... they Put it. They usually put it on the same weekend as GABF, right. and I have to go to that, so I haven't been able to do it. But this time they separated it. But then the other problem tends to be, well, I can't take another Sunday off because we already take a Sunday off during GABF. But now that we got this Monday situation going on, I can go to NCHF, have a hangover on Sunday, do the show on Monday. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm going to NCHF too. It sounds too. good. Yeah, you got to go. Oh yeah. Tasty, you're planning on going back this year, right? I go every year. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got the tickets. Going to take the Westie up there. I had to break down and take the Westie to a real mechanic this week. Though. Oh. Oh, it breaks my heart. I felt like such a failure. I did fix the problem at hand, uh, so I wasn't a total failure, but I broke it in, the, <laughs> broke something else in the in the process, and I, I changed out the starter and the battery. Now, the battery's easy, so nobody has to pat me on the back for that. I'll just let you guys know. Right. But you can definitely pat me on the back for changing the starter. That was a big project. And a uh, big retard like me. I was pain in the ass, too. Uh, uh, super proud of myself. Get in there. Fires right up, just like she should. But it won't idle. I broke the idle control something or other stupid thing. So I'm thinking, well, I can, I can fix this, too. I can do this. But then I finally had to look myself in the mirror and go, I don't know shit about I don't know anything about this. 
So the so the Westie is now in the shop, getting ready for summer adventures, which include driving up through OBF and into Washington and possibly Vancouver, and then the NorCal Homebrewers Festival and Sourfest is in a couple weeks, which Nate's missing now because oh, he's going yep. to going to Europe instead. Damn it! I don't understand that decision. <laughs> and I have my own Sourfest at Cantillon. Maybe. Yeah. That's, if you own, that'll, that'll probably be a good idea. So the West is going to see a few more mechanic shops. That's what you're telling us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, outside of California, most <laughs> Yeah, likely. you got them lined up along the way. Out on the road. Strategic stops. But I realize I love this Westie so much that I, I'm having separation anxiety. I dreamt about it last night. I dreamt that I went to pick up wow. the Westie and the home. mechanic, whose name is Pablo. Pablo's great. He treats her like an angel. And I'm talking to Pablo, and he had just really polished it up. He fixed so many things that it was. I had this whole really long dream about Pablo telling me how great the Volkswagen runs now. And I woke up going, wow, that's real weird. <laughs> Dreams are such an accurate indicator of what's such really on your mind. You know? What your real loves are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yep. Didn't dream about anything else. Hey, JP, what's going on over there on your hey, side I'm of the sorry. studio? I'm sorry. I'm trying man. to fix the fucking camera right now. <laughs> Just checking in on you. All right. Bevo's back in the chat room today. You can hit the chat now button and send us your questions over there. We've got Zach Tremert from, this time, Lucky Bucket Brewing Company. Zach was on way the hell back in 2007 for what I think was the A Very Stripper Christmas show. So I'm oh, sure that Lord. his, I don't know oh, if he knows about what happened in part two Ooh. of the show after he got off the air with I'm, us. I'm guessing not, otherwise he would have never agreed to do <laughs> oh. today's show. We're going to have to ask him. I'm real curious to know because what happens when we do a show like that is, so, you know, the brewer's like real happy to be on the show and they get out lots of information and then they can't tell anybody about it because we go and ruin the end of the show with a very yeah. stripper Christmas. Their mothers can't listen anymore. <laughs> So I'm real curious how much Zach knows about what happened after he got off the show. You know, people might come into the brewery and go, Oh, Zach, we heard you on that show. Huh? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What happened with all the strippers afterward? <laughs> and that's when Zach's like, strippers? Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. So I can't wait to find that out. I'm not getting on a poll this time. All right. Wait, hey, there's was, one still yeah. here. I mean... I'm entirely too fat for that business. You Bevo stripped? No, no, but she did wear some naughty lingerie and what? dance on a pole. Stripper what? moves. This lingerie? Is, it was not stripper moves. It was a white girl act. I looked like I was having a seizure. <laughs> but lingerie, though. True. We didn't care. It wasn't really yeah. lingerie. I honestly yeah. don't know what the hell's wrong with Bevo, but she pretty much does anything I ask her I to. I do, and it's, I'm so stupid. It's so strange. Against her own objections. It's yeah, weird. well, she's just, she says absolutely no. And I was horrified by it, too. Like, I was... And then I just rephrase it a not. little bit, and then she's like, ah, fine. <laughs> she does everything. You'd make a great attorney. Just yeah. rephrase it slightly, and now it's great. <laughs> you get all the answers. It's really, I don't know what's wrong with that girl, but uh, she's a good sport. I don't either. <laughs> so you sure you don't want to, I probably still have the same outfit hanging in my closet or something. That shirt, that nightgown would fit me like a tank top. Right now. <laughs> but just think how many guys would rather see you in your state now than they... You know, wanted to back in 09. Huh? Whatever that was. Those <laughs> yeah, I'm, t- I'm not me, but I, I know those guys. There are, are some of those there. websites like that. Yeah. Right. Creeper. <laughs> yeah. You could make some money for the baby. Those websites. Baby's fine. Don't worry about it. Zach's on Skype. He says, no strippers this time? Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, good. So he knows. That's good. All not right, a so, real stripper. So we're going to hear about Lucky Bucket Brewing Company from Zach, and they're also doing some distilling. So if you've got beer questions or distilling questions, uh, 888-401-BEER is the number, or you can hit the chat now button and Beeve will get those, uh, get those over to us. 
Uh, I'd like to say you could watch the video right now on Justin TV slash Brewing Network, uh, Justin dot TV slash Brewing Network, but I think the audio is all jacked or something. No, it's fine. Got it working. Yeah, nice work. All um, right, uh, but we only have one camera because I can't figure out how to turn the other one on. So, oh, that's weird. Oh, you just in the in the cam cam, you just hit that middle button in between them. And it'll fly, it'll slide back and forth. No, I know how to transition, but I don't know how to get the second camera to actually turn on. They're both on by by the light action. Yeah, but not on my preview windows. Oh, in 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 Adobe or in CamCam? Uh, in CamCam, the preview window for the camera B is not on. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. All right, we'll check it out at the break. Yeah, single camera back to old school. It's not that big a deal. Which camera's working? The one to my back? This one. That one. That one's not working. That one is working. Oh, yes. Well, I was going to say. Hopefully, you got the good one going. But <laughs> nope. now you got the one you have to stare at me for the next half hour. <laughs> oh well. All right. So go over to justin.tv/brewingnetwork. You can watch the video, and you know if you're a podcast listener, you can also go back and watch the videos because they're all recorded there. So you can catch like the most recent four or five episodes all the time. So don't feel left out if you're a podcast guy. Get over there, drunk and you know, end of the night, and you can watch us then. A lot of fun. Who are you talking to, JP? I'm talking to myself. <laughs> the fucking, voices in your head. Yeah. Let's do a real quick reboot right before the show, and then that way <laughs> I can sit here and try to turn everything on in the first five minutes. That's the way it goes. Show must go on. All right. I've got a few announcements for us today, um, and, uh, you know, uh, not not too many, actually, which is how you know that um, I'm happier in life right now, because there's not a whole lot to do. Um, there is a new uh, audio streamer on our website. After years of waiting for something affordable to show up so that you didn't have to use the Abacast client and download that little thing and have to an answer a bunch of emails and shit like that, now you just click the listen button and a player pops up right in your browser and everybody can listen and it's in higher definition than it ever was before. Wow. So it should be sounding better. It should be easier. Now you can point your friends over to it and they don't have to ask you 10 questions about needing Winamp or, 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 or iTunes or QuickTime. Or, it doesn't matter. Opens I'm right up in your browser. I'm amazed we had as many listeners as we did. Me too. Oh, for a while. The work they had to go through. <laughs> but here's what happened. It went from, uh, it about doubled in price uh, if I would have gone to a player like this back when we started. And it never changed. So we went with Abacast because the, whatever proprietary software they had allowed us to have un, an unlimited number of listeners for a low price. The trade-off was that it was a big pain in the ass to use if your computer didn't like the little client that needed to be downloaded, all of that. So finally, I, uh, after a couple of years, uh, streaming is becoming less expensive. Servers and bandwidth are, are growing, and so it's not so difficult. So uh, there is now a 32K stream and a 64K stream, which is higher than it ever was before. So you still have a low bandwidth and a high bandwidth choice and uh, opens right there in your browser. So tell your friends it's easier than ever to listen to the Brewing Network now. You can hear Bevo be pregnant. Yes, you can hear. High def. Hear the stomach growing. Oh, we should 64. have a little, yeah. little uh, baby microphone just to hear if it grumbles and kicks. Hear the stretch marks. Oh, forming. I don't have any of those. You don't? Not How yet. is that possible? I butter the hell out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, they have no, cocoa butter. Listen. Like <laughs> that's what you have to do. It's coke. You just put cocoa butter on it all the time. As of right now, that's all I'm doing. I mean, I might still get them, but at this point, I don't have any. Is that like all day? So at any given time, you have a big greasy belly? No, just in the morning. Just in the morning. <laughs> when I get out of shower. All right. Feels very. It sounds very slippery and greasy to me. That the rest of like your shirt would just slide around all day. No. It's not like that. Just normal lotion. I see. Those guys I was talking about are loving this conversation. It soaks this right in. Such a creepy conversation. <laughs> like, yeah. She probably can't eat the butter, so she rubs it on the skin. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. I can eat <laughs> the butter. feel good. Rubs <laughs> the lotion on the skin. Right out of the shower. Yeah, I'm getting it. Wow. 
All right. Diggity. Okay. Uh, you can watch BYOB TV online over at coffeetv.com. Click on the BYOB link. We're all wrapped up, so all 10 episodes are now online. You can watch them all over there at coffeetv.com. Happy it's over. Subscribe and join the BN Army uh, just by uh, becoming a recurring donor. It helps us keep this whole thing alive and um, it makes us stop complaining about you having to do it. So uh, hit the subscribe button and, and donate if you like the content. You can find all this and more over on Twitter and on Facebook. <laughs> Send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, S-C-O-T-T at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, that's where your show ideas uh, go to. If you have topic ideas, if you have guest ideas, anything you want to hear. You know, we start to realize that after six years of shows, um, you know, coming up with homebrewing topics that we haven't covered for you uh, gets a little difficult. And so we end up kind of redoing certain topics with a different angle or with different uh, people. So don't be afraid to ask for stuff we've already done. Maybe just suggest what guest you'd like to hear talk about it, and we're happy to do it. We kind of... You know, like the you know the the beer magazines have been around for yeah. a hell of a lot longer they than have us. The same issue, yeah. and uh, you know the same topics come out over and over, but they get a different writer to do it. So it's a fr- it's always I'm not saying it's the same material. It's, it's the same topics, and they get a fresh take on it. And we would like to do the same for you, but you have to send us your ideas, and they go to Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. That way, we can give you the shows that you want, and then you can send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and then send everything else over to JP. All right. We're bringing back a long dead segment this week. I don't think we've done this segment since... When did we start? June 2006. Yeah, this is from 2006, probably. This is the lunch meet. June 05. 05. Is it the lunch meet minute? Mm -mm. Uh, Stump the stoner? Mm -mm. God damn it. (laughs) No. We're just bringing back a simple old thing that people really used to like, and we took it out because the show got so long, And um, but we wanted to bring it back because we think it's important to keep uh, on top of these things. Uh, Plus, we all have such great opinions. Don't we? That everybody really wants to hear. Yeah, they do. We're bringing back the beer news segment. Moscow has gathered up some beer news for us, so uh, tell us what's happening in the world of beer, Moscow. Let's start in Wisconsin, where the uh, legislature recently approved an amendment to the state budget that could change the way beer is sold in that state. Basically, it would ban brewers from purchasing distributors, something uh, craft brewers say they might need later to avoid getting squeezed out of the market by large corporate brewers. So, more anti craft and homebrew legislation. But doesn't that legislation exist in the first place to protect small brewers from the bigger breweries that can afford to buy up distributors, buying all the distributors? So don't you kind of open up a can of worms if you start allowing brewers of any size to buy distributors? What I say about the questions. Jay. Well, that's this isn't for information. This oh. is uh, I, I'm telling you that I'm telling you the facts. Right now it says that uh uh that brewers can't buy a distributor. Is that correct? Is that what the article says? Yeah. You, uh, the, the legislation would ban brewers from purchasing distributors. So they can So now. as of now, they can. So I'm just saying that the same argument that says it will hurt small brewers is the argument that says brewers at all should not be able to buy distributors. Because let's face it, what brewers have the most money? The, the, well, the big ones. Yeah. Sure. So what if they're allowed to buy up all the distributors? Then you really get squeezed out, don't right. you? Yes. Now, I could be wrong on one thing. That might already be the case. Maybe some of the big brewers already do own uh, distributors. I don't really know exactly how that works. They do. They do. So small brewers are the only ones getting squeezed out. Basically, yes. And this legislation is going to change that. Well, no, it's going to make that possible. The, this would ban brewers from... Oh, I guess it would... Yeah, it would ban the big brewers from purchasing distributors. Yes, yes. So it would help the small guy. 
Right. Yeah. So this is we want this. Yay! <laughs> I like Yay, how Wisconsin! Going so far. I changed much. Big change of heart. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Small brewers get fucked, as usual. But it still allows a brewery to own a distributor. It doesn't prevent a brewery from. No, it prevents them from obtaining more. Yeah, right. Okay. right. I don't think it would affect what. Can they, they start their own? It. I wonder if a brewery can exactly. just start their own because isn't that what yeah. Stone did in order to compete with this? You got it. Stone yeah. just said, "Well, fuck it. We'll start it. We'll distribute everybody's beer." Exactly. So well, what does that entail? You just purchase a bunch of trucks. Like, how do you start your own you distribution? Get a license, you get an license, license and legal stuff is probably the majority of it. And but at, but I think that those licenses are easier to get than than brewery production licenses. Probably to, to be able to. Uh, I know cases. that Chad for a while was looking into wholesale licenses and things like that, and I think it's actually a little less regulated to become a distributor or a wholesaler for right. that matter uh, than it is to become a brewer. So Stone had it right, and then of course, I mean, it's not that difficult to do it well, which I understand Stone does a, does a very good job. It, it's quite a bit of infrastructure. You got to have an enormous cold room, which they have. Uh, or you could do it the way the shitty uh, distributors do and have an enormous warehouse out in Stockton where it's 120 degrees right now. Uh, but Stone really does it right. They have a, a, an enormous cold room right there at their new facility. They have refrigerated trucks, and they just distribute all the, the great craft beer throughout Southern California. That's the way to do it right there. That's how small brewers can compete. So, so what is like Jamil going to do? That white van that he has, is he driving beer around to people? Yeah, you're still allowed to self-distribute. Um, and I don't know all the details on that either. But, for example, Russian River still does some self-distribution, but also uh, works with distributors to get farther than they can deliver to. Um, Moonlight, it's fantastic. It's, it's the jo- it's not a joke, uh, as in he's a joke, but it's, it's a joke among brewers that you can always find Brian Hunt from Moonlight with a hand truck and a keg in his hand somewhere because he distributes oh, yeah. all of his beer himself, works his ass off to get the beer around. So you can still do that. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, what else you got? Well, the uh, results are in for the 2011 Best Beers in America poll conducted by the AHA. I'm sure all of us already saw this. Uh, hopefully one of us didn't, so you can guess what the number one beer was. I didn't. You didn't see it? Good. Over 1,300 beers from over 400 and, well, exactly 433 <coughs> different breweries represented. What do you think the number one beer was? Is this by popularity? Is it a vote or by sales? AHA members voted. Popularity. Yeah. I thought AHA. it was a pub. Not, third, not sales. Third year in a row. Same beer one. The oh, most, it is? The most popular pub? Beer. No, the beer. beer. I suppose I should know this. If it is the, the third year in a row. It's the third year in a row, but I don't know it. Uh, let, let me guess then. Um, what is the most popular beer in... Uh... uh it's not that. It's not you know, the One out of eight people are from California. Do you know that? One no, out of eight a, people it's are from California. It's U.S. beer. It has to be U.S. beer. So it's either Stone or Sierra Nevada? They it's, have a separate category for the uh, import. Is it Pliny again? Yep. <laughs> it's it Pliny again. Pliny from Russian River. Yeah, it's Pliny the Elder. It, what, does that surprise you? It does surprise Why me. Why is that? Well, it's a great beer, but it's been a great beer for 10 years already. Isn't yeah. there Shouldn't something... should people be over it? Well, no. Shouldn't another brewer be... Inventing a beer to top it, I guess. <laughs> or shouldn't shouldn't we as consumers be expecting something different when we go to the bar? Oh, you'll love this part, JP. I shouldn't, think, shouldn't we go to the bar and ask for something that we haven't had 8,000 times? I think 7 <laughs> or 8 out of the 10 are probably IPAs of some sort. Or probably. Other, yeah. yeah, that's well, true. Well, because we're boring beer drinkers. <laughs> well, we're boring. Craft beer drinkers are boring. And now it's not just that. Some, it there's is some, that. There's some, it's not just that. There's some boring beer buyers. Yeah. For example, my local oh, uh, that I go to all the time. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what, nine times out of ten, I'm ordering a blind pig. Not because I don't want to try something new, but because the other nine choices are not better than blind pig. Well, most of them are IPAs, too. Even when they're not. Yeah, well, no, that's that's true. And lately, there, there's been a little more variety, but uh, but usually... Yeah, there's there's a lot of hoppy high alcohol beers, right? And that gets boring. Yeah, I agree with that. And then and then I think that that I think you are right. That does change the perception of the craft beer buyer. Where gee, I must be not drinking the right thing. I must not. They must not uh, have what is really cool because I don't want anything. So now I'm just going to have a IPA because it's up there. Right. There's eight of them up there, so it, might, it must be good. That's what was Fuck number. That. Is number two another IPA? Uh, it's two hearted ale from Bell's. Is that, is that right? A, is that an IPA? Yes, I think it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it's it's actually the second year in a row that that was the runner up. That's so a great. No beer. one's challenging the uh, top two. Number three, uh, Dogfish Ninety Minute. <laughs> so wow. so when was the last time the top five changed? Is what I want to know because I know that Ninety uh, Minutes been up there too. Uh, what's number four? Uh, that is uh, Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout, not an IPA. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Founders then, make some good There you beer. go, JP. And then uh, Bell's Hops, Hop Slam. There we go. <laughs> so four out of the top yeah. five uh, are What IPA is wrong or, with you people? Du- they're, actually, they're actually double IPAs, yeah. for that matter. They're, they're Imperial IPAs. Except for um, the, the other Bell's beer is not too hard. To- right. Yeah. Speaking of our friends from Stone, Arrogant Bastard came in at number six. Okay. Yeah. So you have hoppy, now, hoppy, hoppy, not hoppy, hoppy, hoppy. 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 Fuck you guys. <laughs> well, there's you guys. Whole... You guys are the reason why brewers keep making shitty IPAs. <laughs> Fuck you guys. And an arrogant bastard is another one that, again, it's not that I don't think it should be at the top, but hasn't it been around long enough that another brewer can come up with another beer That's to get really us excited about? It's Apparently stood the not. test of time. I want to know where these emails are located. Because I have a feeling they're mostly Midwest, East Coast. You do? Yeah, because they can't get this stuff otherwise. So then when they come out here, that's for their most desired beer, right? Right, right. Yeah, there's a shortage aspect of it. All right, I want the whole top ten. Give me number eight. Uh, Just so you know, Blind Pig was down at number 43. Okay. Uh, That's our best kept secret, by the way. Yeah, it is. That's too bad because... It's better than uh, Planet of the Elder. It is right now. I agree with that. Yep. It's, well, it's not a double great. IPA anymore, right? The, he we made, don't, he, he dropped six, it down to an IPA. Six, oh, yeah, he did? Six yeah. percent. Okay. Yeah. It used to be a double IPA. That was the original. I see. Yeah, it's a six percent. It's Long a great IPA. Yeah. It's just so dry and awesome. All right, what else you got? Number seven was Celebration from Sierra. I like that. That's Number eight, cool. another Sierra, Torpedo. I don't agree with that one. You don't I like really, uh, it's top, just, I could see top 30, but not top yeah. 10. Uh, That's all, it's, yeah. a good, it's a good beer, but not in the top 10. Go on. Nine, Stone, Ruination. Good beer. And then uh, the staple to end all staples at number 10, Sierra Paleo. See? They're all West... I mean, most of them, except Dogfish. They're all citrus hop hop beers, except for the Kentucky Stout. Right, they're all all West Coast-style beers. Now now i got to hear more, because I want to know where it changes. Does it ever change? (laughs) Not really. After 20, after 30? Uh, Now, uh, Stone, Sublimely Self-Righteous, Sierra... Oh, we got a barley wine at number 12, Bigfoot. Really? Yep. Wow. Uh, Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island at number 13. Porter. Is that what it does? It starts getting a little more varied after the top 10. Okay. Yeah, but the first 10 are hard to find beers for people who not or are not on the West Coast. I well, see. Those, those Most of them. So I, does, is that what's judging it? How difficult it is to get a beer makes it a better beer that, on your list, in your brain? You that's know? my opinion. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you, you can't less. find it. You can't yeah. find it, and then... It and must then, be great. Sure. Right. Yeah, it's got to be good. Yeah, the benefit of the doubt. That makes sense. Yeah. What, what do you guys think was the 50th? 
Keep in mind, 50th best beer doesn't make it shitty, but it is number 50. It's yeah. a needle in a haystack. Right. Isn't 49. It? Fat Damn. tire. Uh, that's, that's a good that's guess. A good guess. Actually. Red Hook. Like guess. It doesn't deserve. Oh, never mind. Uh, Janet's Brown from Russian River <laughs> Brewing Company. <laughs> what do you think? It's Prima Pills from Victory. Uh, I think pill. I like that beer. Yeah, that yeah it's a nice beer. Remember. Yeah, it's really good. We've got some Victory beer that was given to us uh, from some listeners at NHC in the fridge right now. We got a lot of beer, uh, gift beers given to us. In fact, somebody gave us uh, a whole flight of the Firestone anniversary beers, starting with ten. That's an awesome gift. Wow. Isn't that a, he's like, look, Damn. I know. I hear you I hear you uh, you know go on and on about it every year when it comes out. So here I've saved 4 years for you. And they're in, the, they're in the fridge right now. That was a really amazing gift. Look, I'm just saying, can we just not drink those until I give birth? <laughs> no. Like, right. can it be like, hey, Viva's not pregnant anymore. <laughs> right. Let's celebrate. Right. You sound drunk right now. Shut up. I'll think about it. Before we move to the next story, just a shout out to our guests from the last show. Trogue's Nugget Nectar, that came in at number 20. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Got a, uh, time for a little bit more. What else you got? Let's do... All right. Uh, this is from Michigan. A bill that would allow homebrew to be served in licensed Michigan brew pubs and restaurants has passed the Michigan State House of Representatives. Wow. Woo! Nice. Bill, bill number uh, 4061 passed by a vote of 105 to 5. So everywhere except Alabama, the pro beer stuff has been passing with you know flying colors. Well, that's right. an amazing law. We should, that's we different. That in that's unprecedented. That's yeah. different. That's homebrew being yeah. sold in a pub. Yeah, right. right. That's a is that's that awful. no other states do? No, that? not no, that I know of. No, no, no. I don't like that. Why is that bad? I dislike that because there's a lot of shitty homebrew out there. Well, you don't have to buy it. No, but I'm saying uh, you get you get uh, some guy who has a friend. Yeah, oh, do put my beer on, and it tastes like shit. I just I think that's awful. I think it. I, I don't think that's good. Well, <laughs> I don't, if, if your beer's good enough, then go through a pro, pro brewer uh, and and get it cleaned up and and then put it out there. Not everybody is tasty. Um, and yeah, what if your beer? But what if your beer is good enough as a home brewer and you want to go sell it at your local? Why not? I I don't think it's that good. <laughs> How do you know? You don't even know Honestly, what I'm talking about. I've had a lot of homebrew. Well, sure. It's, but are you good. telling me you've never had a homebrew that is as good as a commercial beer? No, I'm not saying that. So a guy but makes I'm, great homebrew that's as good as commercial beer. You know, why can't he go sell hmm. it at the bar? Um, because something the, feels wrong to me. It feels backwoods to me. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. Like I don't like shine. it. Yeah, I don't like it. I think I do like it because the other side of that argument is there's also kind of. Uh, Quite a bit of shitty professional beer being exactly. sold at the, sure. at the local place too. So I don't think I think the argument has to hold for if if that's the argument, then you have to have a panel of judges to decide which beer is allowed to be sold <laughs> I think at all. You should yeah, I know you would like that. <laughs> I, I just I don't know, man. Something bothers me about that. I well, kind of like, like that. What this, if this is a law, right? So with the law, it's going to have maybe some contingencies, like you have to. Maybe you have a health certificate or something. Well, don't ask those questions because we don't have answers to anything. <laughs> no, I'm just proposing this. You can't ask questions. Uh, about so it's these. a law. I'm, I'm assuming it's got some parameters that make it a little bit more structured, right? You just can't walk in with an invoice and a right and a big smile on your face and say, "Here, drink my beer," and it'd be all like infected and shit. Like sure, that. it must have something. There must be some sort of uh, thing going on. But uh, as a beer drinker, uh, and I assume this will be taking place at places that are craft beer bars. It's going to be an amazing experience to have a homebrew tap up there once a week. That's yeah, a I agree. Completely different beer. It's going to be a the, the, the consumer is going to be just amazed. And and think about what it does, kind of for the for the the very local culture. I mean, 
craft brewing start as like this, it's your local brewery, it's your local beer. Well, this is like really the local brewery because, yeah, it's Joe's at the end of the bar over there. That's who's got the tap handle this month. He lives right around the corner. He stumbles home every night. It's his beer we're drinking. And that's like a really local pub experience to me. Well, think what the experience would be like, right? He brings in a five-gallon keg. Twelve of his buddies show up, and they drink the thing in ten minutes, you know? Right. It's going to be that kind of thing. It's not like it's going to be... No. Everybody wins. Yeah. Or the other, I think, upside, too, is let's say a guy like Chad, right? Hmm. Totally unemployed, this poor bastard. Brewing a lot of beer, though. Costs money to brew that beer. He brews 10 gallons at a time. He keeps five at the house because I force him to. He goes and sells the other five down at the local. Hey, he gets his money back. He's not going to make any money, but it paid for the batch of beer. Well, wait a second. So it's legal in California? I thought you guys said this was... No, no it's no. not. No. But if it was, that's what I'm saying he could do. So they're buying it under the table then? No, no, they're not doing it. It's illegal to sell home brew that way. No, they're not buying anything. They're not buying There's okay. no homebrew being poured at a local bar here. I see. No. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying this, this would be great. You know, right now, Chad's fucked. He goes and spends money. I drink it all. But if this law were to be passed here, Chad gets his, at least gets his money back. He'll be running out the door with the kegs instead of you'll be chasing after him. Yeah. Hey! Here we go. <laughs> Give me my beer back. I mean, it's not so weird in the fact that, um, you know, like a t- tamale lady, right? She opens her cooler on the side of the road. She's selling tamales instead of going to a taqueria. I mean, it's not like out of the question. This kind of no, but thing. I would, but I don't buy shit from the tamale later either. But sometimes it's better. Right? I was, I was, no, I was driving down the fucking road and but some some dude was selling pupusas for two bucks, and I'm like, really? I'm gonna buy your fucking homemade pupusa with your fucking eight people live in the kitchen and your unwashed hands and all this kind of shit that I have no wow. idea where it comes from. I fucking at am. all. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. I, I have no idea where it comes from. So I look at that creepy tamale lady and I go, get the fuck out of here! Three dollars for a piece of shit. Tamale? I'll get it. Go. I'll get a tamale and one of those bacon wrapped right, hot dogs. So, so Until what, you try that tamale, it's damn good. It's yeah. not. So it's I guess boring. you have a problem with a toothless home brewer then, I guess. <laughs> You're right. He, I wouldn't, he doesn't take care of himself. His beer must be shit. I've had that guy's beer. There's it's like not six good. guys in that brewery. Who knows if their hands are clean? <laughs> yeah. I just, so, it, just a little background. Uh, if like you it. go up to Toronado in the Hate District of San Francisco, there's this woman that everyone calls the tamale lady. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, she comes by a couple of times a night, once around 9 o'clock and once around like. Like 1 a.m., you know? Uh, and she goes the, she goes into the local bars there, and she sells her tamales sells for a couple Sells the shit bucks. out of those tamales. Dude, and they're good yeah, they as are. tamales. Sure. I don't know. I had one, and I'm like, this. It, it was very small and just kind of bland. I was like, really? Three bucks for this? All right. Three dollars. Great. I mean, it's three bucks. Three bucks. What yeah. else are you getting for three bucks? Uh, you can get a slice of pizza for less than that. Yeah. And it better. You don't know how many Italians are living in that house <laughs> making that pizza. <laughs> yeah, how many greasy it's from a company, Italians. Though. It's from a company. I some lady who, by the way, and approved is, by the company. is healthy, uh, not paying taxes. So right. she is not helping her local community. Boom. <laughs> Fuck you. She is not helping her local community. <laughs> so so you guys, therefore, are not helping your local community. You're all bad to local citizens. <laughs> she's not paying taxes. There logic there, so. I have heard that. But I don't yeah, care. Yeah, she's not paying taxes. I no. don't care if she's not paying taxes. She's also not uh, well, living, then I don't a very, pay living a very great life. Or She might uh, be. She could be making a fortune Balling off of those tamales. <laughs> yeah, she goes home to her mansion on the hill, changes out of those dirty old clothes. <laughs> I've seen her get into that Escalade with the chrome rims at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. She just walks around the corner. So the Hudacek brothers, I guess, will be selling their home brew, huh? Right. Yeah. Oh, it's their state, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, their state. Uh-oh. Yeah, Michigan, yeah. I have a feeling that in six months, no bar is going to be carrying homebrew. None. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It's right. just going to be one of those... Backfire miserably. One of those boring laws that just gets passed because someone gets a hair up their ass, and then it's just going to die because the homebrew that they're going to be carrying is not good. I 
I can't believe they passed it at all. Overwhelmingly, 105 and to 5. That's bizarre. Who even put this up? Who wants to... I don't know. The whole thing... Really, is that the worst thing that has to happen in that fucking state where they have to go, hey, I want to sell homebrew? Nah, I'm sure all the roads are fine and their homeless problem is fine and everything's great. Well, it doesn't take away resources from No, but I'm saying it takes bill. up time in their house to pass a fucking bullshit law that apparently, three fourths, can we agree, three fourths of the bars probably won't even try to implement in their bar. But apparently, by that vote, it took all of about 36 seconds of yeah, their. I don't know. You know, I'm everybody just loved it. I want to, now. I want to report back yeah. to find out how Me many too. how many locals uh, start pouring beer. I yeah, think it's a fantastic idea. I do too. We should get the guys who push this thing through on the show and see what how they do. For sure. Yeah. And we want to so do JP can yell at them for a half. And an we want to do this in California. That's what I'm thinking. We should be embarrassed. We didn't do it first. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. I'll mark it and I'll, I'll follow up. See if I can pin down a couple of the, the guys, the representatives. All right. Is that it? Are we going to do more? Or yeah. Gonna... Give me another one. What else you got? I'm going to throw up. All right. From. <laughs> From Los Angeles. On Tuesday, the owners of the Eagle Rock Brewery Ooh. will go before City Hall in an effort to prove that the brewery has been in full compliance with its conditional use permit, the license that allows the company to serve beer in the brewery's tasting room. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that place. Though President and Brewer Jeremy Raub said he is confident the city will ruin the brewery's favor. Oh. He stressed that this hearing should not be taken lightly. He said every time we have to go through one of these processes with the city, it costs a significant amount of time and money, paperwork, application filing, blah, blah, blah. I think we have to treat every one of these situations as a very real threat to our business. So so what? So somebody wants to turn them in for some sort of noncompliance. Are they really allowed to be serving beer there? Yeah, I'm not sure they should be allowed to that. Do was part that. of the story I admitted that's exactly what happened okay it's always like it's, that it's in a weird residential rundown neighborhood with you go down the street to dead end street right. bars on every window the place doesn't even have a sign it's creepy as fuck but inside it's beautiful great brewery fantastic beers and the some of the best beers awesome. in southern california uh, well, and it's, th- the first, awesome. it's the first brewery in Los Angeles in uh, 50 years or some ridiculous thing it's great they make great beer they're great dudes um, I hate to see them leave well, I don't think they will, well, I hope. If, if they get voted down, right? Right. Really, they the, violated their use permit. The first craft brewery in L.A. in 50... Like, I know... Don't I, quote me on the number, but they're the first they're, one they in a long, yeah, long time. In, in L.A. proper, yeah. yeah. I have it's gathered how far behind L.A. is in the craft beer thing. I, I can't believe it. I mean, they're... L, it's Los Angeles, man. Yeah. They've sucked for a long time. Yep. And... and um, Just like their baseball team. I've had some of the other beer in the L.A. area. Yeah. And... Uh, well, let's just say Eagle Rock's doing a real good thing for that uh, for that area. It's about time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, it, I, there's no shortage of. It's a huge customer base. Why is everyone slacking? I don't know. Yeah, it's a big foodie place too, right? Restaurants yeah. all over the place. Well, I think that's all kind of weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. And maybe it was that it's a big pain in the ass. I don't think yeah. that Eagle Rock had it easy making that happen either. So it might have just been, uh, you know, not. Not good at promoting. Well, they business. just they just bring great beer in from San Diego and call it they good. Ship I guess. It in. Well, yeah. all, all yeah. the, the Mexicans drink IPAs. a ton of light lager, so maybe that's the problem. But then San Diego has that killer scene. So yeah. right, <clears throat> yeah, he did say the Mexicans, but he's Jewish. Bevo, it's all right. Uh, was Bevo acting offended? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope everything goes well for those. Basically, the, them and the brewery are my two yeah. favorite SoCal breweries right now. Eagle Rock is rad. Where's the brewery down in Placenta? Uh, it's uh, yes, yeah, and <laughs> that's what it's called. 
Uh, all right. Well, I hope that they, yeah, I hope they don't get busted for that. I know that they've been following the rules down there because they'd yeah. be stupid not to. Right. They know how difficult it's been to well, get that thing. And the community supports them. You, I mean, you go down there on any given night and it's packed. I mean, it's a small room, but it's packed. Well, that's why so. some dickwad in the neighborhood complained because he saw a big party going on over there and he wasn't a part of it and he thought, well, that can't be legal. I'm going to call somebody. Right. And then Eagle Rock gets screwed over it. That's it. Mind your own business, everybody. Yeah. Can't you do that? Why don't people do that? That's what you get for having multi-language forms to fill out. Is that what you think it was in another language? I don't understand. It's a very uh, diverse neighborhood. (laughs) Right. Well, that's ridiculous. I hope they do well. Well, that's the beer news. More next week. Thanks, Moscow, for bringing the beer news back. I appreciate that. All right, here's what we're going to do. Take ourselves a quick break. When we come back, it's time to speak to Zach Tremert from Lucky Bucket Brewing this time. We'll find out what's been happening since we last spoke to him in 2007 and learn about uh, brewing beer over there and also uh, about distilling because I know he's big into that. So hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Summertime has arrived, home brewers, and the fine folks at More Beer are thirsty. With the arrival of summer's heat, More Beer's got you covered with great deals on temperature control and some fantastic lawnmower beer kits. Ranko and Johnson temperature controllers, thermal wells, and thermometers, as well as light and refreshing beer kits you're going to love this hot summer. Stay on top of your home brew's temperature and keep your kegs topped up, too. Summertime beer and gears from your friends at More Beer and morebeer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Pintly is your personal beer connoisseur, and you don't even have to leave a tip. Pintly.com learns your taste in beer. Create a free account today and start by rating a few beers. In just a couple of clicks, Pintly will get to know you and your personal preferences. You won't believe how accurate Pintly's amazing algorithm can be as it learns what pleases your palate most. Personal beer recommendations, tasting notes, and now their new app for your Android or iPhone smartphone. Pintly also gives away incredible prizes each month. Prizes like free craft beer for a year. Visit Pintly.com right now to see how it works or to create your own free account. Pintly, a new kind of beer website that only recommends beer you're sure to love. Pintly.com. This is www.thebrewingnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life one beer at a time. Welcome back to the program, everybody. We got Zach Tremert on the line with us. We're going to get to that in just a second. Uh, Justin.tv slash Brewing Network. You can go over there and check it out. Uh, you can watch the live studio cam going on there. Trying to get the mul- multiple cam thing going, but I don't think it's going to happen during this show. New equipment. Trying to figure it out. So uh, just hang in there. Justin.tv slash Brewing Network. You can join the chat by hitting the chat now button on the homepage. And the Beeb is in there taking your questions to uh, hand them over to us. And uh, any questions you've got for Zach over at Lucky Bucket. And I think that Moscow right now is pouring us some of your beer. Zach, are you there, buddy? I am. How are you guys doing? Doing great. It's nice Good. to talk to you again, man. Yeah, you bet. Likewise. So, Zach, you knew that after you got off the show on the last program, it turned into a very stripper Christmas? I did. I was only uh, bummed I wasn't there with you guys. <laughs> it was a good show. We always you didn't miss much. That was a crazy night, Vivo. He, <laughs> he missed a lot. Are you kidding? I always I'm I'm always afraid to ask Zach. I'll be honest with you because we do these great interviews with brewers and then we go and dick around for the last hour. And right. I'm always afraid. You know, I my feeling is that most brewers are totally cool with it. They have a great sense of humor, and they would have a good time if they were here. But I'm always afraid to ask, because I don't want the answer to be, no, that sucked, you ruined my interview. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, but you got to know, most of us, uh, I think almost all of us are are pretty cool and just regular guys and gals. Right, and gals, right, who would love a good stripper Christmas show, I'm sure. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that duck. Doc uh, ended that show with a with a fairly severe injury mm. after uh, <laughs> after that after that program. It was a that it was, was a big bad. moment in BN history that you were a part of, Zach. I'm glad to hear it. Glad I could help. So, what beer did you just pour us, Moscow? This is the uh, pre-prohibition lager. 
Can we get this here, or did Zach send no, it to you? No, he sent this to us. <coughs> oh, thanks, Zach. He overnighted it to me, actually, so thank Cheers, you, Zach. man. Enjoy. I'm having one as well. Perfect. It's tasty. I'm, oh, I'm actually good. in a local bar right now. It's a local pizza joint across from the brewery. Uh, I'm sitting in their tasting room, uh, having uh, a beer, and watching everybody else uh, enjoy themselves. The, the brewery is just so hot right now. It's too damn hot to sit in there and, and have uh, a conversation. And, and, oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm sitting in the air conditioning. It's quite lovely. Good. I'm glad you found a comfortable spot, uh, which kind of begs the question. So you're just a production facility then, right? No, uh, you're, not, you're not a brew pub. Correct. Yeah, we're just a production facility. We make uh, beer and beer and spirits. And are you allowed to have a tasting room there? We are. You are. Okay. And so, so we we do have a tasting room. Uh, you know, everybody's had a chance to see it. Uh, you'll know that I built it out of things I had. <laughs> nice. So it's not terribly fancy, but it works great. Uh, but we are in in the middle of construction of a, a brand new two thousand square foot tasting room that uh, will kind of change uh, the look and the feel of the place. So when you say you built it out of things you had, so is the bar like an old F one fifty pickup truck, and the and the wall is like a bathroom sink? I mean, what you just put a bunch of junk in there? Pretty close. No, uh, you know, I took a couple of the uh, the oak barrels I had, uh, tipped them upright uh, so I could build a, a tabletop. Took some old plywood I had and and uh, built a bar, and I had a, a sheet of stainless steel and some copper. So I laid out the stainless steel, glued it to the top of the plywood, and, and trimmed it in copper. So it turned out pretty cool, but it was literally just things I had laying around. Oh, that sounds like a good bar to me. I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah that'll work. Out okay. Kind of that home feel. Relaxing. Yeah. Now, where is your brewery located, Zach? Oh, we are um, just a, a suburb of Omaha, Nebraska. It's uh, La Vista, Nebraska. Okay. And where is that in relation to uh, your last? What was Upstream? Was that the last brewery? Yep, yep. Uh, Upstream is a brew pub that has uh, two locations in the city, and uh, one's right downtown. One's the other's way on the west side of the city. And uh, my brewery's right in between the two of them. Okay, nice. So, I guess the the question is: You left Upstream shortly after we spoke to you. And I know a lot of brewers who do this, and I, I think the question is why. And really what I mean is, why open your own brewery? What was the advantage to you? It was just something I really wanted to do. I mean, I knew I wanted to be a, a brewer, you know, back when I was in college. It's, you know, so I, I made it to where I wanted to be. But, you know, then the next level of, you know, starting and owning your own brewery is something that really, you know, appealed to me. And, of course, before you do it, you don't even really know what that means. Uh, right. <laughs> um it's uh, it's been quite a quite a road, but it's fantastic, and I'm I'm thrilled with my choice. And you know, the people at Upstream, you know, have been terrific to me and, and to our company, and and the people of uh, Nebraska and, and all the other states we're in now have, have supported us so much. It's been a great transition. Well, that's good to have the support of, of a brewery you worked for for a while. So yeah, yeah, especially if it's in the same neighborhood. Too. Right. So tell me, what did you learn uh, that you didn't know? What was the most uh, fucked up experience that you've had opening your home brewery? Well, <laughs> I don't know if I would call any of it terribly fucked up, but uh, one thing that I learned, um, and you know, I get asked this a lot, you know, as far as you know, what kind of business advice would you would you give out, you know, for someone who's looking to to start their own brewery? And starting a brewery is no different than starting any other business. So many people get involved because they're, you know, 
they love brewing. You know, I started out as a home brewer, um, and you want to get into that business. But remember that you are starting a business. It's no different than starting a computer company or a widget manufacturing company. You got to have every arm out there. You got to have your you know accounting and cash flow lined out. You've got to you know make sure you have enough time to manage sales and distribution. And uh, so, making beer is really one of the easiest things we do. Uh, bottling beer is one of the hardest things we do. I mean, that's tough. Bottling beer is, uh, takes a lot of focus and a lot of energy. Okay. You're not bottling by hand, are you? Uh, we have. Uh, that's how we started out. Uh, we were doing bombers by hand, uh, you know, back in 2000, uh, early 2009. Wow. And then we, we got this uh, 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 forehead inline machine uh, that would do about I don't know, you know, it was sold to me, you know, saying it was supposed to do, you know, 60 cases an hour. We were lucky to get 30 out of it. Okay. And, uh, but we, we did a lot of modifications to it, added a couple more heads, and uh, we got it running pretty good, and we got almost a million bottles through the machine Wow. Uh, before we sold it. Uh, so it, it, we ended up, uh, it works really pretty well. Um, and uh, so I learned another really good business lesson. We, we started out with six 40-barrel fermentation vessels, and we only started with that much is because we, we bought a used brewery out of Buffalo, New York, and that's what came with the system. I, I didn't think over the course of the lifetime of our business we would need that much fermentation. And uh, after one year, it wasn't enough. We needed more. Wow. And we brought in uh, six 120-barrel fermenters to uh, you know add to that. To, to, so we essentially tripled our capacity. And how and, big is your brew house? Uh, it's a 25-barrel brew house. So how does that work when you have a 120-barrel fermenter? Uh, we, we, we just keep brewing. So we, we brew around the clock from Sunday to Friday, and uh, we can get uh, the 120-barrel fermentation full in about 24 hours. Okay. Wow. So, But the lesson that I learned there is uh, we fixed uh, the bottleneck of fermentation, and when you fix a bottleneck, all you do is create another bottleneck. Uh, right. So our, our little filler that was, you know, doing, you know, at the time, you know, probably 40 cases of beer an hour, uh, we could get the beer out the door fast enough. We couldn't get these tanks empty in time. Okay. So we, uh, we put in a new packaging line. We got this old German filler, uh, Holden Fleiss. It was built in Germany in 1972. It's older than I am. Nice. And, uh, but it's a 24-head rotary filler that uh, does 250 cases of beer an hour. Dude, it's Whoa. German. Of course it still works good. <laughs> that's Super a lot efficient. Of, that's a lot of beer, man. That is it's a lot of beer. Awesome. I mean, I'm still, you know, we're such a little brewery, and, and I'm sure there's people listening out there that uh, own and run uh, some of these big craft breweries out there. I'm just, I'm tickled to be at 250 cases of beer an hour. It's, just, wow. it's unbelievable to me. <laughs> right. Zach, how, how many, many pallets is that? Um, well, we do about 70, uh, uh, 70 cases on a pallet. Okay. So we're doing, you know, a pallet of beer really fast. Every 15 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. So we got three guys. We're still putting bottles onto the line by hand uh, and taking them off by hand. So we're putting these bottles in boxes. I got three guys on the pack-off table just jamming. It's a race. Wow. How, yeah. many, how many barrels are you on track to produce this year versus last? Must be tremendous growth. Um, yeah, our first year we did 855. Uh, then in our second year, which was last year, we did uh, a little over four thousand. Wow! And, uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice jump, man. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I got to tell you, it hurt a little bit. I bet. Uh, but uh, this year we're on track to do somewhere between seven and eight thousand barrels. 
So wow. doubling, nice. Why, why do you think that is? I mean, obviously you're 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 making good beer. So don't give me. I mean, I, that's probably part of the equation too. But but what else? I mean, do, is it a marketing plan that you did? Do the people just love your story? Why do you think you were able to jump like that? I think it's it's three important things. Uh, you know, obviously the liquid has to be good. Yeah. Uh, people have to you know go back to it and enjoy it time and time again. But then the the branding has to be good as well. And uh, you know, I'm proud of our brand. I I wanted something that had a you know classic look and feel. I didn't want our company to be a, a flash in the pan. I wanted a a look that you know looks like it could be around for a few years. Yeah, it looks uh, really good. And then you you have to have a good marketing plan and and on top of it sort of a fourth piece is you need to have great distribution partners and our distribution partner has been fantastic um you know we started out with just one here in omaha um they're the the miller Coors distribution house and they just knocked it out of the park all the negative things you hear from brewers um about you know complaining about their distribution partner we have not experienced that we've just we've been really fortunate uh uh, on that end, so we've got all four of those things working, and, and I think uh, that's you know what we can contribute to our success. And I mean, we've all myself, my partner, um, and our guys we're on the ground constantly. We, we're still doing you know four promotions a week at least um, out you know talking with people, sharing our beer, and and uh, we just haven't let up. And it's it's just fun, and the people have been great to us. We feel very fortunate. So it sounds to me like if you know if you love brewing, that that's the easy part. If you're gonna enjoy owning your own brewery, you better love marketing, and you better love doing some books, and you better love creating and uh, bringing some capital. But there's a lot of parts of it too. Like for example, you know, I hate numbers. I would I would never be able to do that. But I would like the marketing part. I would love going out there doing promotions and things like that, and certainly creating the beer. But you can't just think about the beer if you want to be as successful as a lucky bucket. You know. Yeah, you got to think of all the, the bits and pieces. And, you know, I tried doing the accounting myself for the first uh, year. And, you know, if you don't like doing it, it's the first thing that you push off till the next day. Right. And uh, I got so far behind, I knew I needed some help. And so we brought in someone uh, on a temporary basis. And uh, she really helped, you know, get us, you know, up to where we needed to be. And then we got to the point where um, someone part-time just wasn't going to cut it because you need to look at the books every day um you know everybody you know, talk about business and and there's another business lesson i learned there's only one reason companies go out of business you know what that is give me it you run out of money all right <laughs> good point let, <laughs> yeah. me, let me write the that obvious down obvious one wow. yeah yep yeah and so now we, we've got a full-time accountant on staff uh, young kid just graduated from uh creighton graduate school and uh he's out there you know doing this you know helping us make good financial decisions every day and that's something we probably should have done sooner um it's just it's an easy thing to to just push off till the next day and sure it's uh, it's been a great thing for us because i i think when you start to look at your company and you start to look at all the facets of it you realize well i, I can do them all i can do the accounting i can do them i can do all these things but what you have to end up answering is which ones am i going to do but i'm going to do very poorly you know, I'm just right. I'm not going to do what what needs to be done, and I think that's the point where, like most of us who started these beer businesses, mine and I think yours and a lot of the other craft breweries, we didn't go to business school. You know, there's right. there's very few of us that are Jim Cook from Sam Adams, who's like two degrees from Harvard in business, right? He right. he got the big picture when he started his company. He knew it, but most of us didn't. So did I. And so, J- really, speak for yourself. JP also went to business school. Yeah, uh, but. 
you have to realize what you're good at and what you suck at. And I yep. think that the that the longer it takes you to realize what you suck at, the longer it's going to take your business to be healthy and functional and grow like it should. You know, that's that's absolutely true. And you know, I've been fortunate to surround myself with people that. Uh, not only work hard, but I try to surround myself with people that are smarter than I am. Yes. And uh, I've been able to do it, and uh, we've got a fantastic team. So is Justin, which is weird, too. Actually, (laughs) I will say that that is my philosophy in almost everything. You're welcome. When I was a musician, it was to hire everybody in the band way better than I am. (laughs) Surround myself with fantastic musicians, because I was not a very good musician. It makes you better. And uh, Yeah. Uh, When I got into homebrewing, Surround myself with great homebrewers. Well, that didn't make you know better. that did not make me a better homebrewer, but it did get me to here. And uh, so, anyway, I'm just saying, like Zach, that does sound like an obvious thing, but I don't think people do that. I think mm-hmm. that I think that there's an ego involved that that with some people that makes them want to be the best at all of it. But I think a smarter move is to make yourself the worst at all of it. Surround yourself with people that are better. You know, yep. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you still brewing all the beer? No, I'm not. Um, I get into the brew house, uh, you know, a couple times a month and uh, hang with the guys and help out a bit. But we're we're brewing around the clock now, and um, it's uh, my job has really become um, managing growth, um, managing distribution, and and I'm essentially the only salesperson for the company as well. So I'm on the road, um, meeting with our other distribution partners, and. You know, talking to the people that are out there drinking beer. Right. Do you find yourself missing being in the brew house every day? Oh, absolutely. And so that's why I try to get myself in there uh, whenever I can, you know, get an opportunity to do it. And, I, you know, I'm still very much involved with uh, development and, and uh, quality control and those kinds of things. But our brewers, I mean, they're just doing a great job. Um, they don't need any babysitting. They, they completely get it. And it's been exciting to see because we don't have any guys that brew for us right now that started out as commercial brewers we trained everybody up from the beginning they're just people who were passionate about it and wanted to do it and loved it and and, uh these guys are knocking it out of the park it's really it's really great to see you know we've heard quite a few brewers come in here and say that that that's the way to do it is not Mm -hmm. necessarily to hire the guy who's been brewing for 10 years because he comes with all his old habits and whatever You, you don't get to mold him the way you want to yeah right you know. Yeah, I think uh, I think that has worked out very well for us. Not that I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, hire someone with experience. I just actually hired a new brewer uh, from Minneapolis who's uh, coming down. He starts in two weeks to, to take over our night shift brewing. And uh, uh, what I love about this guy is um, he didn't have a commercial brewing job, but he had spent a lot of time in commercial breweries helping out whenever he could. Uh, learning the business, learning how to brew, avid home brewer, and he had applied at a whole bunch of, you know, not a whole bunch, but several other breweries because he wanted to brew so bad. Right. And that's what I tell people. you got to have the passion. you got to know that brewing is hot, sweaty, dirty, low pay, long hours, and you're, you know, a glorified janitor in, you know, a lot of respects. So yeah. the only way you're going to succeed and do good at the job uh, is to really love it. Otherwise, you're going to hate it. Yeah, you got to be hungry and you got to love it. Well, you need, yep. to, you need you even need to do that for being a janitor. I think I agree. With, I think any you need any to love, gig is like that. Uh, pouring sawdust on puke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the it. best at it. Yeah. 
Well, I think Moscow is a good example of that in here. Uh, the other people in the room, I begged to come work for free for me. Moscow begged me to come work for free. Oh, how dare he you. was like, "Come on, let me be a part of it." And I ignored him for a while. Come on, let me be part of it. Let me. But it let me know. Well, I can really abuse this kid. He wants to. He really wants to be here. <laughs> I thought it's just because I kicked so much ass on the terrestrial show. Yeah, you had no choice you, but yeah. to bring you. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. It was, it was, better, it was better than you. But like any gig, uh, you are you're so much more of a of a valuable player to the team if you're that hungry and you love it. Mo- Moscow loves radio. You want a brewer who loves beer. You know, yep. not just a job that looks better yep. than his desk job. Because it always does look better, doesn't it? Until you're raking out that mash tun for the 50th time, and yep. and then you hate yourself. Yeah, when, I, when I'm interviewing people, I always, you know, kind of let them know that being a brewer is kind of like looking at the old pyramid. And the bottom of the pyramid is where you spend most of your day, and that's all the hot, sweaty, dirty, um, hard work. You know, it's only so often you get to sit on the top of pyramid and, you know, drink your beer with your friends and your family and and enjoy the fact that, uh, you know, you've created this wonderful thing. That's only a small part of your job. Right. It's all the hard work. It's a lot like porn, I think. You know, usually, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? The product is. You're cleaning up messes. (laughs) You're at the bottom most of the time. You're a glorified janitor. Right. Fluffing. Hey, Zach, so... I know you've probably spent a lot of time in bars, but what have you kind of <laughs> learned going around uh, just doing the sales job? Like, I know you had a hand in the uh, draft quality manual, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, are you doing a lot of education with bars on cleaning lines and doing that? Is that a big part of your job? Every chance I get, you know, the more I can get uh, to do work with the, the servers and bartenders and and the staff and talk about quality and and beer styles. You know, I try to do as much just beer education as I can, not just you know talking about Lucky Bucket because it just makes everybody better and um, nailing down staff is uh, you know one of the hardest things to do because they're all busy and they have busy lives but uh, we take every every opportunity we can to do that you bet cool Zach can you tell us a little bit about your lager we're, we're drinking that now uh, I really enjoy the uh, the nice clean finish on it. in fact when it it finishes so clean, I can taste your water almost uh, <laughs> well thank you yeah, it's, really um, you know, it's, it's a beer we're really proud of because um, you know, it's risky as a, a small craft brewery to come out with a beer that is light as it is. Um, but we, we really felt like there was a, a bit of a hole in the market. There are very few craft loggers. Yeah. And, you know, we're in a market that uh, right now in the craft you know, scene is really, it's just now really starting to develop. Hmm. And uh, um, so, you know, craft beer market share is, is, is growing pretty rapidly. We're, you know, really thrilled to be a part of it. Uh, but there's a lot of people... Um, that still perceive craft beer as being dark and heavy and bitter and high in alcohol, and that's why they don't like craft beer. Yeah. So I wanted to go and help teach people that craft beer is more than you know those negative connotations that people that aren't familiar with craft beer are using. And so this pre-prohibition style lager to me is is somewhat of a mantra. Um, I get static about it because you know we didn't use corn or we didn't use a. a an old recipe that I dug out of a you know a chest I found underneath you know Uncle Tom's cabin. Yeah, um, uh, it's a <laughs> mantra for me because you know before Prohibition there were you know thousands of breweries making interesting and flavorful beer. And Prohibition wiped it out, and it, it you know after Prohibition there was kind of just one style of beer for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted beer that was light and easy to drink that also had great beer flavor, like beer did before Prohibition. And uh, so it's something we're proud of. And, yeah, I call I call it drink all day beer. So it, it's craft beer that you can drink all day, enjoy with your friends, and and 
you know, have the great flavor. And, yeah. like, and like I say, it's an easy transition beer from people that aren't used to drinking microbrewed beers to, 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 to your world. Absolutely. And I, I hear that a lot. People, I had a guy come into my brewery, you know, and this story is, is, is so over the top. And he came into my brewery and he said, Zach, Lucky Bucket changed my life. <laughs> I'm I now said, living oh, on the streets. Right. You got laid. I, you got laid. I said, oh, oh, my God, what is wrong with this guy? I, I thought he was on crack or something. But, you know, I was curious. I said, please explain. He said, well, before I tried Lucky Bucket, you know, I only drank, you know, the light domestic lagers. And he said, one of my friends said, you just have to try this beer. And so he tried Lucky Bucket pre-prohibition lager and really enjoyed it. And so the next time he went to the store, he looked at the sea of craft beer that he's never looked at before. And he tried something new, brought nice. it home, enjoyed it, went back to the store, looked at it and tried another thing. And, and now he's, he's trying all these new craft beers and experiencing beer in a way he never had before. And Lucky Bucket Lager was that bridge for him. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, you were his gateway drug. Yeah, absolutely. That and I'm happy cool. to be that for people. <laughs> right. Now, did you say that you did or did not put corn in this beer? I didn't catch. I did not. You did it not. An, it's an all malt beer. What can you tell us about the malt? Um, yeah, I mean it's a you know two row base. Uh, then I've got uh, Munich malt in there and just a a little bit of caramel malt to to add to the color and, and give it a, a bit of dimension. And is it a house yeast that you use, or is this you know something that we can get like from White Labs or something? Um, it is something you can get from White Labs. It's uh, one of their lager yeasts, okay. and it works really well for us. Yeah, because I, th- I feel like the maybe Tasty and Chad, uh, JP, too, could help me with this. I feel like the yeast profile is a big part of this beer. It's a huge, pro- it's yeah. a huge part, yeah. Super, yeah. super clean. Yeah. It, it's clean, but it, there's also there's a flavor that's coming from it. It's a really good flavor. It's yeah. doing something to the malt where, in other words, you didn't choose an understated yeast. I feel like you chose an overstated yeast because it's really a part of the flavor. Yep. Zach, can you tell... I wanted to make sure this beer had flavor. Can you... uh, Would you mind telling us what yeast you used? Uh, It's not something that we generally talk about. Okay. But it's it's in the catalogs, and I bet you you could figure it out. How about that? (laughs) How about just like a fermentation... Can you talk about the fermentation profile and and what temperatures you did use it at and things like that? Yeah, I mean, we ferment fairly cool. We're usually fermenting at 50 degrees Fahrenheit um, for the first seven days, and then we uh, drop down the temperature... uh, down to about uh, 35 for uh, another uh, four weeks. Okay. This beer is also dry hopped, correct? Yep. We, uh, we dry hop in our uh, um, maturation tank uh, before we uh, filter it and send it to the bright tank. What kind of hops are in the beer? Um, we uh, have Magnum, uh, Liberty, Herzbrucker, and uh, Cascade. Okay. God, I would have even guessed... Some noble hops in there. Yeah, I was thinking that's what you were going to say. It's nice that there's a, ca- or a citrus hop complexity yeah. to it. I think that's adding a little bit to maybe what you're picking up, Justin, for some of the complexity the, where the yeast locks into the flavor. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a pretty good combo, too, of, uh, of, of hops. Yeah. It seems pretty uh, varied. And is there more than one of those hops in the dry hop? Um, yeah, we uh, are using um, the Cascade and... I think we're actually we just started using just a, a touch of amarillo in there because um, it's done some really neat things with our IPA and so uh, we uh, just added that and it's uh, fairly interesting. Nice, it's a good beer. Oh, they're passing me your IPA now too, dude. Your your labels are awesome. Your logo it, it does have that classic feel that you were going for, and but it doesn't look old. I mean, like right. you, like you said, you wanted to live on for a little while, and I think it's a, they whoever you use did a great job. 
Thank you. There's just something about too that that like 1920s and 30s feel. It's just so you know everything from them. The architecture. It's just like a classy look. It's good stuff. Not to blow too much smoke up your ass, Zach, but I do dig it. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Now the IPA. I feel like your your house flavor right now is clean and crisp because the IPA has the same really clean flavor and crisp flavor as the as the lager does. Yeah, we ferment. We ferment. I mean, we use an, uh, uh, an ale yeast for that, obviously, but we ferment it cooler than a lot of uh, IPAs that are are uh, done out there. Because I I really like that word drinkability. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm disappointed that someone else is using it so much because it's a great word. <laughs> it is actually. This is a true story. Uh, so I, I wrote the description that's on the side of the lager bottle label, and in one of the initial variants, uh, I had the word drinkability in there. And I showed it to, to bartenders around town, and I, I said, what do you think of this? What do, well, how will people read this? Well, they know what that word means. And everybody said, don't use that word. That's an industry term. Nobody will know what the word drinkability means. Right. That's yes. a good point. How could you not know what that word means? Well, I know, I know. So I took it out of there, and literally two months later, uh, you know, AB started their drinkability campaign. <laughs> right. It's a great campaign. It's a great word. And now everybody knows what it means because of Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. No, now it's a cliche. <laughs> so when you say you ferment cooler, what are we talking, like 64 or less, even lower than that? Uh, we're, we're No, it's not lower than that. We're, we're, we're in the high 60s. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So I just see a, a lot that are done, you know, over 70. Uh, but we're, we're in the high 60s. Got it. Yeah, this IPA is real nice, too. And it's it's a different kind of IPA. It, it's not punchy in the face and bitter. It's just clean and crisp IPA. I like it. Well, this is we, what IPA we, should we be work hard in the aroma. I hope uh, you have some decent glasses over there. Because um, we, you know, we... Uh, not only you know put the hops obviously in the kettle, but we're using a, a hop back with all fresh raw flower hops, and then we also dry hop um, pretty significantly. So uh, we have I, I took this old yeast brink and turned it into a hop back, and it, it really works well. Uh, we use all uh, um, uh, Centennial and Amarillo fresh raw flower hops in uh, the hop back, nice. and it. Uh, I love that about that beer. And then we dry hop with both of those hops as well. And the amount of hops we use is absolutely ridiculous. Really? Uh, you know, I get a lot of static because the, you know, the IPA is on the shelf, you know, a buck, buck and a half, two bucks more than the lager a lot of the time. And uh, people tell me that I don't know how to price beer and I'm, and, uh, I'm, I'm gouging <laughs> the consumer. And, <laughs> and uh, so when I, I tell them how much hops we're using, uh, because I mean, we literally were using 20 times more hops in the IPA than we use in the lager. Okay. Uh, so it's it's a lot. Do well, you know what that is in, like, pounds per barrel or anything? Um, Any I can figure ratio? that out. Uh, we're putting roughly 200 pounds of hops in uh, a 20-barrel batch. Okay. So it's 10 pounds, 10 pounds a barrel. Okay. Well, nice. I, bet it, I bet it's hard to hear them uh, as your Ferrari peels out in the parking lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's got to be upside, I think. <laughs> right. So there's that. So well, what about the malt profile on this? Because when we're talking about dryness... It's not just the yeast and how you ferment it, is it? It's what you what's being fermented. Absolutely. So tell us how to get a dry, crisp beer. What what do you do to the malt? Uh, I love. Well, it. I mean, mash temperature is probably one of the most important things. You know, if you want a you know a beer that finishes sweet or a beer that finishes you know a bit dry, and uh, so our you know, our mash temperature is a. Uh, you know, fairly low. It's you know around 150, 152. Okay, and uh, that allows the you know the specific gravity to come down pretty far. I think uh, 
that falls to about uh, between a 10-12 and a 10-14. Um, and uh, I think it, uh, you know, it bounced out real well with the hops. We, we really, you know, care a lot about how the whole beer drinks and not just having an IPA that's super bitter. Right. Are you putting crystal malt in it? Yes. You are. And is that a, a so? Here's the thing that a lot of brewers talk about is you know whether or not you're using a lot of crystal malt or a little crystal malt. But recently, I've had a beer. Uh, it kind of went everything we've ever been told. The guy had had a lot of crystal malt in it, but it still finished dry. He was able to mm-hmm. somehow balance it. So, are, are, do you have a limit on how much crystal malt you can put in? You know, I, I don't know if there's a limit. Uh, we don't use a whole lot. I mean, as you can see. You know the color of the beer is—it's just a little bit darker than uh, than the lager, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a few shades deeper, um, so we can get some of that you know malt character in there, and and uh, right. Um, I'm happy with how it turned out. You know, as an IPA, if we threw this in with you know all of the gigantic IPAs out there, it, it's probably not going to win any big awards. Uh, but it's such a great drinking beer. Get into a glass, swirl it, get your nose in there. Yeah, uh, I love it. It wins the Give Me Another Glass Award, is what it yes. does, because yeah. it doesn't yes. ruin your palate on the first one, and it's not too sweet. We should actually right. make that award for the for the B and A six. We really uh, should Brewing Network Awards or whatever we because <laughs> it's a rare beer, isn't it? Right. Now yeah. it's the it, Give actually, Me Another Nowadays it is. Yeah, <laughs> Give Me Another Glass it, Award. The GMAG. Yeah, trademarked. <laughs> now trademarked. You got some huge aromatics from that hop back on this beer, I think, too. That's really lending some nice complexity yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, Zach, is that, is that a closed hop back? How, what's that thing? What's it like? What do you do? It, it is closed. Uh-huh. Uh, it it will build pressure probably to about four psi, okay. and then uh, then it'll start to blow off. So so a uh, wort passing through it. What is this life like? Is it is it get compacted against tops or just okay? Yeah, so the way the way the design works is uh, it's an old yeast break. It's about a four barrel tank, if you will, okay. that has a conical shaped bottom, and so I welded in. Uh, some mesh in the bottom to, to hold the, the hops up off the you know bottom of the cone. Right. We fill it full with the fresh raw flower hops, and in the top of uh, the uh, the hop back is the old spray ball for the yeast brink. Mm-hmm. And so the wort literally goes through the spray ball and gets sprayed over the hops until it fills up and they're completely saturated. Okay. And so the the wort's coming in from the top. And being pulled out the very bottom as it comes through the uh, all the fresh raw flower hops, it takes about an hour and twenty minutes to get twenty barrels of wort through it and into the fermentation vessels. So there is a, a, a friction point there. You're actually sucking the beer through the the the, the bed of hops. Yep. Nice. That just sounds like a giant Randall. It's a, a great idea. That's a cool, cool way to <laughs> repurpose exactly an is. old yeast brink, man. That's awesome. Yeah, well done. And then, how do you get? How the hell do you get all that stuff out of there? Does the whole top come off of that thing? Oh, I wish. When I designed <laughs> this thing, I did not think ahead. Okay, all right. <laughs> and, and so we're we're shoveling it out through uh, through the manway. There's a you know a one and a half you know or sixteen eighteen inch diameter manway on top. So we have to shovel it out of there and. The last stuff that comes out, it's it's pretty laborious. Uh, I think uh, a couple of our guys will be thrilled when uh, we put together a different program. Right. right. But well, it works for now. Yeah. yeah, it certainly works. This beer is excellent. It is an excellent. Yeah, really nice beer. IPA. Do you, do you sell this beer at the same rate as the pre-prohibition lager in terms of barrels? Are they about equal, or is one kind of surpassed the other? Well, it depends on, on the market. Uh, here in Omaha um, and in Lincoln and, and all of Nebraska, the lager... Uh, is what we're selling 
by far. I mean, it's 85% of our sales. Wow. Uh, but in other markets, uh, Minneapolis and Nashville, the IPA is outselling the lager pretty significantly, probably three or four to one. Um, and we're, we're just getting great results out of some of these markets. We're in uh, Nashville. They're drinking IPA like it's crack. I, I just found <laughs> out that uh, the, the same here, the, <laughs> at the Whole Foods in Nashville, our IPA is the number one selling beer there right now. Wow. Nice work. Congrats. Which is crazy. I, I didn't see that bus coming. I'm heading back down for a second time in a few weeks for the, the Music Brews Fest. And uh, I, I love the city. I used to live in Tennessee. That's that's why we're in that market. Tennessee. Okay. Uh, you know, I've got lots of friends down there. Uh, but I, I lived in Memphis, and I there's this uh, distributor uh, down in Nashville uh, who, you know, just he wears his heart on his sleeve. He, he loves nothing more than craft beer. Uh, his firm's called Bounty Bev. And... Uh, you know, like it sounds, he goes out and hunts out, uh, you know, great beers and, and goes out and works hard. And this is another example of, you know, the great distribution partner relationships that I have. They're, they're helping so much to, to make it happen. We feel very fortunate about that. It says a lot about how the consumer base has grown that a guy like that can exist, that his mm-hmm. sole purpose is to go out and find the, the rare or just the great beers because there really was a time where that was a ridiculous notion. Who the, who the hell would have bought the beers that he was finding? So. Yep, exactly. You know, up in Minneapolis, we just launched there about six weeks ago. It's it's the town I grew up in, and you know, all my all my friends and family, all my friends. Bartenders asked me for another beer. I said, "You bet." Uh, uh, but no, all my friends and family live in Minneapolis, and uh, it's the first time that I think they actually think I have a legit job. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, it's been fun up there, uh, you know, drinking in the, the Minneapolis bars, uh, uh, having having some lucky bucket, and uh, it, it's it's like a dream come true. It's so funny that perception. Now that he's out selling and doing things that like a normal business owner does, now he's got a real job. Now it's legit. Right. You exactly. finally got out of that garage of yours, and you're not just brewing beer all day. <laughs> exactly. Right. By the way, everybody's family is a Jewish mother to me. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, uh, more from Zach and Lucky Bucket Brewing Company. So hang in there with us. If you've got questions, 888-401-BEER or hit the chat now button. Hang in there, Zach. We'll be right back. Will do. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Hello? 
Hey, Drew, it's Push. You want to do some lunch? Oh, uh, can. I'm reading something important. What? John, it's Push. One. Hey, this is John, and I'm busy reading right now, so please... What is going on? This is Sven. Hey, you busy? Yeah, I am. I'm reading Gordon's new book. From Brewers Publications and the only home brewer to win the coveted National Homebrew Competition Ninkasi Award three times comes a complete look at technical, practical, and creative homebrewing. Brewing Better Beer by Gordon Strong. What sets this book apart is its insistent focus on what's important for the home brewer. Like a great beer, it's extremely well-balanced. A mix of technical, practical, and creative advice that, if taken to heart, will make your beer a whole lot better. You'll learn Gordon's techniques and philosophy, recipes and tips to take your homebrew to the next level. Brewing Better Beer, master lessons for advanced homebrewers. Proudly available now from Brewers Publications. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the beer of the month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army member special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. 
what's funny is Bruce would say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewcaster. The Brewcaster. On the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We're still talking to Zach Tremert from Lucky Bucket Brewing Company. He's hanging out with us, and uh, I'm still drinking his IPA right now. Yeah. It's uh, damn good. Damn good. And I think we've got one more beer, and Zach, this actually is the beer that people are starting to ask me questions about already, and that is your uh, Certified Evil, of course. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, I, wish I, ha- I wish I had some here. <laughs> oh, you don't have any over at the, at the bar across the street there? You shipped your no. last two bottles to us? <laughs> Yep, pretty much. <laughs> now, is this a barrel aged beer? It is. Okay, I'm glad we're. I'm glad you sent this. I really appreciate that because the last time I saw you, Zach, was uh, actually was not the Brewing Network show. It was at the Great American Beer Festival um, mm-hmm. when we were talking about the uh, evil collaboration um, yep. that several breweries got involved with. I know Todd Ashman from Fifty Fifty was a, a, a had a big role in that. Yeah, he, he was pretty much the founder of the group, and uh, he got Matt Van Wake and, and myself uh, involved in the, the first collaboration. Uh, you know, Matt's up in Eugene, Oregon, um, at Oakshire Brewing, and and uh, so we did that first collaboration together that we we called Collaborative Evil. Okay, and that's it, right. You know, it was it was a unique collaboration because um, there's a lot of different ones out there, and everybody does it a little differently. But we went out and and uh, kind of worked together to develop a recipe. Um, and, and it started out as a, uh, a dark Belgian strong. Okay. And uh, we took that recipe back to our own breweries, and we all brewed our own beer using whatever local raw materials we could find, um, you know, our own yeast. We didn't you know, necessarily suggest we were going to use the same yeast, um, our own brewing techniques, and then brought all our beer back to, you know, to the GABF uh, to share with folks, see how different beers could turn out when you start with the same recipe. And they were enormously different. Yes, each one of them. L- let mm-hmm. me start with a simple question: uh, What makes it a, a dark Belgian strong? Is that a simple thing, like just adding a malt that adds color, or does it also add flavor when it goes? Just to call a dark? it one. That's all you got to do. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stock well, islands are so loose these days. Right. But let's put it this way: um, the the malt bill we're using today for Certified Evil versus the malt bill that we had when it was Collaborative Evil yeah. is almost identical. Okay. So what's different is I pulled the Belgian yeast out, and so now we're using an American ale yeast, and we added the barrel aging step. That wasn't a part of the initial collaboration. Ah, okay. And so, I mean, just that Belgian yeast adds so much character to the beer. Yeah. And, I mean, our our website right now is out of date. Our website still calls it a a Belgian strong. I need to get on that. Okay. Um, It's just another one of those things when you're running a business, it's uh, (laughs) a... There's a lot of different things to do. Yeah, I wouldn't know uh, anything about that. My website is so up to date all the time; it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, you know, so now now we're calling this beer an imperial porter. 
Okay. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't even fit neatly into that. It doesn't fit neatly into any beer category. I mean, it's one thing that I actually like about it. It's it's a it's a one of a kind beer that uh, is you know big and bold, but you know again balances because we we're using honey and molasses uh, and raisin juice puree in, you know in this beer. So there's a lot of sweetness going in, but then we're using you know quite a bit of hops uh, to really balance that out. Uh, more than you probably would get in, in certainly Belgian Strongs, yeah. uh, and so it's you know it finishes you know fairly dry given the amount of uh, sweet things we put into it, and you know it turns into you know it's a uh, you know nine point six percent alcohol beer. She's a big one. Yeah, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but the the first thing I was going to say is once again it's clean and and crisp, and I'm starting to I think put my finger on what I mean by that. Uh, none of the beers are muddled. Another, mm-hmm. Like, none of the flavors that he's putting in kind of meld together to make this kind of yeah. average or bland type of taste where they, the, the crispness is, what I really mean is that it's like a, it's a, they're all a focused beer. They're not muddled yeah. by the different ingredients you put in. Right. And, and to hear you run off that list of stuff that's in this with the different sugars surprises me even more that this one is, is also not muddled. Well, and the, the last time I heard you say that was with Todd Ashman's Barrel Aged. Oh, right. I remember you were saying you can, even though there's a ton of stuff in this beer, you can pick out individual. So I wonder how much, you know, did Todd have an influence on you as a brewer, Zach? Oh, I think in a lot of ways. I mean, Todd and I have been friends for a lot of years, and I've always paid attention to Todd, and we've talked a lot. He's he's a fantastic brewer and a good friend, and and I think uh, you know, I've certainly learned things from him. Hopefully he's uh, learned a thing from me, but uh, that's hard to say, but I've certainly learned stuff from him. He's a, a hell of a good guy and a great brewer. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but Eric, 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 Eric. That's a joke I wrote. I don't know what it, I don't even know what it's about. I got a broken record. I see. Yeah. That was good. Thank you. So, Zach, right. Zach, can you tell us a little bit about your water? I think it's, we're wondering if it, these beers aren't so clean and crisp because of the way you treat your water. Well, the, the way I treat the water for it. the lager and certified evil is different mm-hmm. how, than how I treat the water on the IPA. Okay, nice. Um, but uh, the beer, you know, comes uh, comes from the city and uh, goes through a charcoal filter. We have a gigantic charcoal filter, uh, and then on the lager and certified evil, the the water goes through a water softener, and then from there we have a, a fine cartridge filter, and uh, then into our brew house. With the IPA, we don't uh, soften the water. Right. Do you calcify the water? Do you add gypsum to the to the IPA? Um, we are adding just a little bit of salt to it, not much. Gotcha. Is collab we, we we do acidify the water. Okay. Is collaborative evil going to do any more beers? We we're not this year. Um, we just we all got a bit busy. You know, we we did the collaboration uh, um, three years in a row, and and uh, we're taking this year off, and we're talking about doing it again and and uh, renaming the project. Can you can you name it uh, Axis Powers next time you do it? Yeah, Axis Powers. <laughs> Where does that come from? <laughs> Certified Evil. I don't know. Right. Oh, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. something you said earlier that reminded me of it. I don't know. You should just call it uh, reality TV shows. There you go. That I don't understand the jokes either, Zach. Don't worry about I, it. No, I, there was a reason. God damn it. What kind of barrel did this beer go into? A round one. Uh, it came from a barrel not far from you guys. Uh, we have a, a partnership with the uh, Optima Winery out in Sonoma. And uh, so we get uh, uh, their old Cabernet barrels. Nice. So, you know, these are aged in Cabernet barrels, and uh, the, the Cabernet that's in them is fantastic. We've ever had the Optima 
uh, Zinn and the Optima Cabernet. They're just fantastic wines, and so we feel fortunate to have uh, you know a source of barrels like that. Do you leave that little puddle of Cabernet in the bottom of it? Absolutely. You do. Yeah, you got to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can't dump that out. <laughs> uh, unless I try to dump it out to drink it. Right. Uh, <laughs> now, do you do you have to replace the barrels every batch, or do you hang on to them for a while? We, uh, we use them a few times, and then we uh, turn them and use them uh, for other things. Okay. And uh, I, now this is from the chat. Uh, is, is this a blended beer? Um, it's not. There, when we first did it, we did... Uh, well, yes and no. Okay. Um, we did for a while. Um, batches were coming out a little sweet, so I blended in a little bit of our IPA to, to dry it up a little bit. Oh, that's interesting. And, uh, it worked well, but then I realized that I just needed to add more hops and, and balance it better while I was brewing it. Um, so I'm no longer blending in any IPA, but uh, we uh, we barrel aged some of it for more than a year, but we don't uh, barrel age all of it. Okay. for a year so it's different ages of uh, wood that's blended together got it well that's a smart move actually and that's what a lot of uh, good barrel aging brewers tell us too that you kind of have a base beer and you got your barrel beer and, and that allows you a little more control over the flavor rather mm-hmm. than letting that beer sit for a year on something that and then tazy and go wow we've sure screwed that up <laughs> can't sell that beer <laughs> well so. we don't want it to be too woody um you know and um We've you know entered this beer in a, a few different categories and I uh, for you know GABF and World Beer Cup and I'm not sure where it fits because it's it's not so woody that uh, it does well in a wooden barrel age category and um, you know but if there, there's enough woodiness where if it's in a you know robust porter category it's it's almost you know they they ding it because there's uh, you know some barrel age character to it so I'm not sure what to do with it. Yeah, I think I might only be able to pick it out if you put it side by side with like another uh, Imperial Porter or something that did not have a wood character. Because if right. you just gave me the beer like I had here, my comment would not be, oh, I can taste the wood. Right. You know? I taste, I think my first, uh, I taste a little bit of roastiness is one of my first ones. And I think I taste some of that sweet sugar in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll but, be a little tannin probably too, a little dryness. Yeah. Um, all in subtle enough amounts yep. that just make it taste great. Yep. You know, I also wouldn't. I know you said you know you you kind of have it as an imperial porter, and it doesn't really fit that style exactly either. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what I would have guessed for beer style, but it, it probably wouldn't have been porter. Um, right. You know, just some. I, I guess just barrel aged beer isn't that its own style now? Just barrel aged something and uh, its own BJCP. Yeah, barrel aged strong. I, I don't know. Yeah. What is the percentage on this beer? What's the alcohol? Nine, nine six. See, that's another real good thing about it is you're not getting any of that headache stuff coming out of it. It's not hot. It's not uh, too estery with that alcohol either. That's where I think you know the barrel aging just it helps mellow the beer so much. Yeah, especially if you're not using whiskey barrels. I like the wine barrels better. Right. Agreed. How long in the barrel did you say? Sorry. Well, some, some of it, uh, you know, a year or more. Okay. And some of it, you know, not nearly as long. Wow. So do you have a pretty large uh, a barrel room at your brewery then? Um, yeah, we're starting to accumulate uh, quite a few. And you know, we've got uh, some Belgian sours in wood. and So we've got a number of different things going on. Okay. Any techniques you could give to our, our home brewers about barrel aging, things that you've learned over this process that we could uh, steal from you? You know, I guess managing you know time and uh, you know, wood-to-surface ratio – 
um, or you know, beer wood service ratio is, is really pretty important to manage. It's really easy to make a beer way too woody and, and make it almost undrinkable. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, when you're doing smaller scale and using smaller barrels, it's going to need to be in that wood for a much shorter amount of time. Okay. And, and one thing that's hard to create, because you, know, you get a couple of things from the wood. I, um, I think of wood, you know, as either a flavor tool or as a microbiological tool. And so our Belgian sours are in, in barrels we used a whole bunch of times. So there's not nearly as much wood character we're going to get out of it. And so it allows, you know, the microorganisms in there to, to breathe in the wood and, and to develop the flavors that develop without the beer getting overly woody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're using, you know, if you're a smaller brewer and you're buying a, a five-gallon or a 20-gallon barrel, um, you know, and they're usually new, you get that wood character so fast. Oh, yeah. And it hasn't had time to really mature and breathe in the wood. It's a, it's a hard thing to do um, when you're brewing at a smaller scale. Okay. So if you're able to, you know, it'd be fun to, you know, if I was homebrewing more regularly it'd be fun to get a bunch of homebrewers together have everybody brew five or ten gallons and you know have everybody put it into one you know 55 gallon barrel so you can you know decrease the 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 ratio of the wood to the beer and allow it to sit longer so it can breathe and and really get the maturation time because you you can't cheat time yeah certain clubs are doing that now too they have more members yeah it's really common to do that now that's pretty much everybody's kind of got that figured out they do do the collaboration kind of thing Everybody else is doing smaller batches, just using cubes and uh, stays, whatever they want to, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you keep the beer from getting oxidized in a barrel for that long? Um, I don't know if I know how to answer that. You know, we're, I mean, we, we do um, purge the barrel with CO2 before we put beer into it. Okay. And then we, we bung it up and we don't touch it for a long time. And, you know, if we do pull out a sample, we're quick about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I can't really explain the science behind the oxidation that happens because you know what a poorly oxidized stale beer tastes like. Oh yeah, you know it's, yeah. it's terrible. Um, but I think that there's that infusion of a, a little bit of oxygen that goes to the wood does some type of different oxidation. Um, that I mean, the chemistry I don't understand, sure. but it, it, it helps the beer mature and and change in a really positive way. Um, and I, I don't know that anybody understands it. I wonder if uh, tannins themselves have an effect on it. It's the it's the microox. I mean, you are getting some, but it's at not at uh, a large enough level to really impact the beer for probably a long period of time. Okay, right. yeah. Because There's actually a lot of studies uh, in the wine industry that are just delving into the microox rate of barrels. Mm-hmm. And, and their impact, their flavor impact on wine, but I don't think anything's like that has been studied on the beer side because we don't leave it in that long. You right. know, we're talking eighteen months or, or two years or three years sometimes for wines. Um, yeah, you know, six eight months generally is the rule for beer, so I don't think it has that much of an impact at all. Okay, because this beer, which is already I don't know how long it's been in the bottle, but it's at least a year in the in the barrels, and then it's been in the bottle for however long since we got it. And I feel like we could put this in our refrigerator for another six months, and it would be a completely different beer and still great. Because I'm not picking up even a hint of cardboard or any other oxygen in there. No, right? You know, no. It's so. I mean, such a light contact. You're not gonna. I don't think you would. Yeah. Maybe later, yeah. in several years, but. Do you have yourself a a, um, a cellar full of these where you're kind of testing them year after year, Zach? 
we have a cellar and we're holding them back. I just wish it was more full than it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to, at this point, we're not going to be able to do any parties soon where we, uh, we share kegs and kegs of this stuff. Uh, right. And, and do a, a, a vertical tasting. But we, we certainly have held some back. Um, and now we're, we're at a, a capacity level where we're going to be able to start to hold back much more, which is going to be exciting uh, for years to come. That's great. I mean, it's great to be able to share it. But even on a personal level, I would, to me, I think one of the most fun things about doing projects like this as a pro brewer would be having my own personal stash and getting to taste that year after year and seeing how the beer did. Both because I'd want to know maybe what the consumer has on the, the beer geek has on his shelf that's been there for a while, and just to know what my beer did, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of figuring out like when it peaked. You know, you go, oh, five years, oh, this is the best one so far, five years, and then you taste year six and it starts to go downhill. I would just, mm-hmm. that would be a really geeky and fun thing for me to do, I think, if I was a pro. Um, Absolutely. I would do it as a home brewer, but I'm way too lazy for that. So <laughs> I, I can't. But Ch- Chad probably is. He's probably not telling me. He pro- Chad probably has a cellar underneath our house with every beer he's ever brewed. He dug himself a <laughs> hole, knowing that that's the only place I wouldn't find it. I don't know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> like a little manhole in his closet that he just yeah. goes under the house. Chad, where were you? I was looking in your room. I, <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I was right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they are there, let me know. I'd like to come out and share a few. Right. <laughs> All right, Zach, before we run out of time, talk to us quickly about distilling, because I know you're doing that, too. You bet. Um, you know, it's it's the other company that we started. Uh, it's called the Solus Distillery. Okay. It's in the same building, and uh, we've got uh, the only pair of Scottish copper pot stills in the country. They're gorgeous. Nice. And uh, they uh, allow us to do uh, vodka, rum, and whiskey. We're doing this single malt whiskey that's you know been in wood for uh, over a year and a half now. That is really. It's a fantastic beer. It's, it's the reason that I went to Scotland to learn how to distill. Um, you know, I lived in Edinburgh for a year. Where I got my master's degree in brewing and distilling, and and uh, it's you know a great passion to, to you know make the the single malt and the rum, and we're doing Joss vodka, and it's all it's going really well. And um, we have uh, uh, some videos online uh, on YouTube. If you go to uh, youtube.com slash Lucky Bucket Brewing. If you type that all into the web browser, we have our own branded YouTube page. Nice. And we've got uh, the first video up there. The, the most recent one is a, a four-minute video about our expansion. And uh, so you can kind of see what the brewery looks like, how it's changed. And uh, I did go into the distillery and and shoot uh, you know some shots of the stills and the barrels. And, um, and you know, there's a few other videos on there. Uh, one. Uh, one video about each brand, they're about a minute long, one lager, one IPA, one certified evil. And if you watch those and then go to the expansion video, you can tell that I shot the expansion video. It is not professionally done. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, it's iPhone. a cool video to get a sense for, for who Lucky Bucket is and, and, and what we're doing and, and check out the distillery. Um, a lot of people, you know, since they haven't heard of us, don't know what we are. Are we, you know, just a brand that was created by some big brewery? Or are we, you know, some guys, you know, uh, cooking up some stuff in our basement? And, and, you know, we're something right in the middle of those two. There's one yeah. great video that you got to post up on our Facebook page that I watched. Um, it's just kind of about, you know, pre-prohibition beer and how since then beer kind of turned to shit. And now there are breweries like Lucky Bucket. And it's a great, mm-hmm. it's a great video. Post that one up there, Zach, because it looks sure. good. Sure. 
Yeah, uh, I'll see if I can't uh, get that done tomorrow. It's a, we call it our mantra video. It's about three minutes long, and and it's a, it's a great history piece, and and uh, got some great shots of uh, downtown Omaha in there. Great, it looks good. Now here, I have, so I have a question about the the beer slash distilling side. A, a friend of mine asked me this all the time because he's not so into beer, but he is into uh, bourbon and, and whiskey and scotch. Uh, and it's you know I, I told him that 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 all kind of starts with wort that you know starts with beer and mm-hmm. and once I told him that he had all these great questions about it and and one of them is how the wort affects the the final product um, so he kind of was asking me just random things like well what if the wort started as an IPA how, how would the bourbon taste then or the whiskey taste then what if the wort started as a blonde then how would it taste then can you can you give some guidelines to how the wort affects the final product. I can do my best. Uh, we've certainly have tried some different things. I, I do think that the wort, and and by the way, when you're running a distillery, uh, the same product is called wash. Okay, wash. Um, got it. And uh, so, and, and that's you know that's where it really got me into to whiskey is when I learned that whiskey is essentially just distilled beer. Okay. Um, and I was like, wow, I got to check that out. So I you know I I love me some whiskey, and so I've done a. a a moderate amount of playing around with different malt bills uh, with uh, the whiskeys that we're making. And actually, the, the very first whiskey that uh, I ever made in our distillery uh, when I was, you know, kind of testing out the system and, and uh, uh, seeing how she worked uh, was uh, actually uh, one of our first IPAs that we developed that, you know, we, we spent a year developing our IPA before we launched it. And, um, it was fine, but it wasn't something we were going to send forward uh, out to the public, and so I distilled it. So our very first whiskey is a distilled IPA. Okay. And and, uh, and so the I wort, only, it, I only got twenty gallons out of it, so I've got uh, this twenty gallon barrel filled with uh, this IPA whiskey, and uh, you know the batch after that was a hundred percent two row malt, so it was you know all light colored malt, no hops, and uh, the two whiskeys came out. Fairly different, you know, as the, you know, new make spirit. I haven't tried them side by side because I'm, I vowed to not touch that IPA barrel for a long time. Nice. But you definitely got more uh, floral and more flavor out of the, the IPA wash. Okay. And now, is it traditional that the, that the wash would have been hopped or is it generally just a malt bill? Uh, for, for a whiskey? Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't use hops. You wouldn't. But in this case, that IPA was fully hopped, like it was a finished beer. It was it was fully hopped. Okay. All right. <laughs> Did you have the same malt bill uh, also, like crystal malt and all that kind of stuff, or just the two-row with, with hops for, for kind of the flavor to c- carry over afterwards? Um, well, in the second batch we did, we did 100% two-row. And since then, we've done a number of different malt bills that include, you know, crystal malts and Munich malts and... And a variety of other things to see what the effects are. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, everything's labeled and I know what they are. Uh, so we can see what the effect is, you know, down the road. You know, they've all been sitting there for, you know, roughly a year and a half. And we're not going to launch the whiskey until it's at least three years old. And, you know, there's certainly going to be more things we're going to try as well. We're, a, you know, we're a young whiskey company and we're having fun doing it. Can you dry hop whiskey after you've made it? Sure. Why not? I don't, I don't know why you would. I don't know if it would work, like uh, <laughs> flavor-wise. I don't think that'd be very good. Yeah. Be very good. Well, I've, for example, I've had like, um, I don't know what it's called, hop schnapps, right? 
Yeah. Where I can taste the hop character in it. And I don't know if that's been dry hopped or if it was just a really hoppy. I don't know if that's good or not. I've had some good stuff. Was yeah. it just homemade? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Actually, I forgot well, one about was that. homemade, and the other one actually was imported from Germany. Yeah. It was a hop schnapps from there, and that one was really that good. That was actually pretty decent. And so, I just those think... Ger- if you- Joe's Germans love to make those schnapps. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, because it's great after one of those enormous German meals that they give you. <laughs> like, actually Absolutely. makes you feel like you can move again. Oh, skiing down the mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess distilling is a whole other show, and there's so many variables. I mean, you know, it's it's what you put in the malt bill, it's if you hopped it, and then you have to wait like you're doing three years to even know uh, the difference or or put it out. I don't have I don't have time for that. I don't have the patience. It's, it's so it's so hard to be patient, and you know, so we're we're making vodka as well. Our vodka is called Joss Vodka, and uh, it is a super premium vodka. We make it on a distillation column that uh, was my master's thesis uh, over in Scotland, and so I. I after the thesis, I built it, I installed it, and we're pulling off 196 proof vodka off of the top of this column. Oh, Actually, wow. Yeah, wow. It's off the, in the top third. boy. And, uh, I mean, the quality is fantastic. Then we're trucking in water from the Nebraska Sandhills. It's coming out of the Oglala Aquifer, you know, filtered through miles and miles of sandstone and and uh, we bring that you know down to bottling strength, and so that just has great mouthfeel and texture. Uh, it's it's a vodka that we're very proud of. Zach's hardcore man. That's yeah. awesome. Just trucking in that water. <clears throat> you bet. So if wash for whiskey is made, you know, from grain, and I'm mm-hmm. told that vodka is made from potatoes, how are, how do you do that? How do you make wash for for vodka? Well, with with vodka, vodka is one of those spirits that really has no rules. And right. so you can make vodka from any sugar or starch source. Oh, okay. So we're making our vodka from Nebraska-grown organic wheat. Okay. So and, you're just uh, mashing wheat like you would anything else. Yep. Okay. Uh, which is, it's hard to do. It, it's a mess. It's not, it's not my favorite thing to do. Shoveling out that mash is a <laughs> lot of work. <laughs> are you using the same brew house as your, yep. you are? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the brewers hate you on uh, on vodka mash day. Like wheat yes, paste. They do. <laughs> They're cursing you for that one. Yes, I, I try to help out on those days when I can because it's. Uh, you feel guilty. She's a, she's a thick man. You need like a pickaxe to get it out. <laughs> do you have to do you put in a shit ton of rice holes too, or what? A ton of rice holes, yeah. and, and then you know we add enzymes as well. Okay, and it's still probably a bitch. To, how long does that does that runoff take compared to one of your normal runoffs? Oh, about three or four times longer. Oh man! Uh, the upside is you don't really, you know, we work hard in the brewery. We get a we get a pretty bright uh, runoff uh, with the beer, but with the vodka, we don't have to worry about getting a very bright runoff. Okay, it could be all murky. It doesn't matter. You're just going to distill yeah. it anyway. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's fun, man. All things alcohol happening out there at Lucky Bucket. You bet. I'm still buying my wine, but uh, we make everything else. Okay. Well, I'll give you a couple years on that. I'm sure you'll figure <laughs> you something out. You just got to start a barter program with somebody. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, you know, we, we give our spent grain to a farmer who uh, uh, raises all Wagyu beef. Nice. And, uh, I mean, this beef, um, you know, it's already fantastic out here in the Midwest, but then uh, the Wagyu beef is phenomenal. I mean, we're talking, you know, beef you cut with a fork. It is really? phenomenal. So the ability to trade, you know, beer for beef is pretty fantastic. Yes. I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> I'll just have take that meeting rare, thank you. Now, do you want to open a brew pub eventually, or are you happy just being a production facility? I really don't. Okay. Um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to work in a brew pub for uh, six years, 
and got the sense of what it's like uh, to run a restaurant. And running a restaurant is really hard. Uh, It takes a lot of work. Staffing it is so much energy. And it's a totally different core competency than running a manufacturing brewery. And I don't know how to do it. Um, So if if there's ever a, a Lucky Bucket brew pub, it's going to be because... You know, we can hire other people to manage all the details of it, and yeah. I can tell you that's not going to happen anytime soon. Okay, that makes sense to me, actually. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a brewer. I'm not a restaurateur. Okay. All right, couple quick questions from the chat, then I'll let you go, Zach. Uh, mm-hmm. First, actually, some kudos. One of our listeners, uh, Bug Eater, who's actually from Nebraska, um, nice. he says he dug out a 2005 vintage bottle of Zach's uh, Oak Age Triple from when you were still at Upstream. Oh, nice. And he said it's the best beer he ever had. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, that's fantastic to hear. Uh, please enjoy. I know there's maybe a few of them running around out there. I actually do have a, a number of those in my cellar, and um, I haven't opened one for quite a while. I, I might just have to open one of those soon. There you go. Check it out. He said it's still good. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Uh, all right. Phil Brazil is in the chat room, and he wants to know about um, what about wood temperature uh, and time. Uh is when you're barrel aging, is a high temp like 60s or 70s bad for maturation on barrels? Do you have to be colder than that? Um, well, I think I have a different viewpoint than some. Um, I know some brewers will will put their barrels into their walk-in cooler. I personally like it warm. I, I think that maturation happens more quickly uh, when the barrel is warm, and that's how we've always done it. And I think it works great uh, if the you know it gets a bit warm. So when you said today that you're across the street because your brewery is hot as hell, is is, yep. the, is the barrel room the same temperature? Yep, she's warm. Okay, so we're talking, you know, high 70s in there at least. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be great. You'd be over there right now. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I think it's high 70s in the air conditioning. It's, I it's, see. It was pushing 100 degrees today. Oh, shit. Uh, and... Uh, you know, for the the whiskey and the rum, I think that's a really good thing. And for the for the beer, it's okay. Um, you know, the, the maturation is going to happen a little bit more quickly, so we'll have to uh, pay attention. You know, we can't just take our eye off the ball, but right. um, it doesn't bother me for a minute. Okay, yeah, it draws in that um, the beer, you know, the wood. All right, mm-hmm. and then when it contracts, when it cools down, it pushes it uh, back out, and you get a lot a lot of flavors in there. You're yeah, right; it, it you will it will mature in the barrel a little quicker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's actually the follow up question from another uh, chatter was was asking about uh, you know constant temperature mm-hmm. um, and if that's important. But it sounds like a little fluctuation to get it in the barrel and get it back out is okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I know I, I like fluctuation. You bet. You yeah. Okay. Well, I know Firestone is you know doing their uh, their double barrel like aged in a barrel for a longer period of time. I think like thirty days or something. Yeah. But they keep them. They keep it real cold. So you don't get a lot of that fluctuation. You don't pull a lot of that a lot of that wood flavor out. You get a little bit, I guess. Okay. Um, so the warmer temperatures, that's what you want. Yeah. That's what will happen because that's what you want. You want a lot of the a lot of the wood flavors. But if you just want a little bit, then you know, cool it down a little bit. Perfect for yeah. us lazy brewers, right? I used to use oak cubes. Yeah, and let <laughs> the temperature change even with those, or that doesn't. No, matter. I just no. leave it in my yeah. fridge. Okay. Well, that's a really good point. You know, wood does so many different things and barrels do so many different things. Your your goal as a brewer is to determine what you want that wood to do, what flavors you want it to generate, and and uh, then use the wood accordingly. I talked about, you know, our, our sour beers are in really old barrels, so we're not pulling out a lot of wood and using it more as a microbiological tool where, you know, for certified evil, we're in those, you know, 
uh, wine barrels that you know had the wine in there. We're getting you know a lot of that character from there. But you know, since it was used for wine for you know two, three, four turns, it's also not super woody. It's not like we're using brand new charred barrels to you know really make a, a big impactful wood beer. So you really have to know what your goal is when you're you know determining how and when you're going to use wood. Okay. And if you can, if you know the uh, the manufacturer of the barrel, uh, they a lot of times will have spider graphs of mm-hmm. the actual. Um, uh, of their of that specific barrel because e- each uh, you know barrel manufacturer will will toast it differently and will use different age woods and do all this kind of weird stuff and they'll they'll have a, a spider graph which just has you know it's either, it's either high on the caramels or kind of mid range on the vanillas and um, you you can even do your research that way and figure out what to expect from this barrel in a sense okay yeah. absolutely and and now that we've got that cleared up uh, Zach hang on a second uh, yeah. Moscow why the fuck didn't you tell me he has sour beer because I would have begged for sour beer to be sent. Well, that's why I didn't want to beg for you. Up. I didn't you, want to beg by proxy. I mean, everything was going great until Zach just revealed that he's got sour beer. Zach, for why'd hey, you have to go blabbing, Zach? Hold on. Hey, Sheesh. Scott, let me, let me help you out. Uh, when he says, why didn't you do it? Just blame it on the other guy. Just say Zach didn't have any. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, I think that, isn't well, that what I just did? Go ahead. We, we've never released it. Uh, this beer has been in wood for more than a year now, and it's still in wood and about a month ago. Uh, when the beer reached a year, we hand crushed cherries into the beer. Oh, nice! Um, and so now the and it was uh, pit and and stem and all went in. Great! And now that's you know helping to you know mature and change the beer more. So we've never released a sour beer. Um, we're really taking our time uh, to do one, and we're gonna we're gonna do it right. But it's gonna be a few years old probably before anybody sees the Lucky Bucket first sour beer. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I begged Zach, but he was like, you know, we I haven't see. released it yet, and good job. It's Zach's fault. <laughs> and you know, we're we're, we're we have a pilot system. We've got a Great. beer, beer, more beer um, pilot system. Great. Uh, that uh, Chris sold us, and um, they're our sponsor. Yeah, it's a it's a great system. We've got the uh, temperature controlled cylinder conical twelve gallon fermentation vessels, and so we've been doing a lot of uh, test stuff. And so Friday night uh, down at a, a bar in Lincoln, Nebraska, we uh, released ten gallons of uh, Lucky Bucket uh, Rye Saison, um, mm, nice. and we did that uh, kind of in a collaboration with uh, the bar manager down there, Jason McLaughlin, a great uh, home brewer and. Um, then uh, yesterday at uh, a beer festival in Omaha called Sunfest, we uh, released uh, five gallons of uh, a Lucky Bucket champagne fermented uh, wheat beer. Nice. And so good, we're actually. we're doing a lot of small batch stuff and getting it out to the public to you know get people's thoughts on uh, you know different things that Lucky Bucket's doing. But you know commercially, the only things we have out there are those uh, three beers. Uh, until we release our Oktoberfest uh, this fall. Uh, once we do that, uh, hopefully every couple months we're going to release a new uh, commercial scale draft only beer. So I think we're going to do a big seven eight percent alcohol pumpkin beer after the Oktoberfest called Big Pimpkin Ale. Nice, <laughs> beautiful. She's, she's so you're, you're introducing a seasonal line? Is that what you're? Yeah, gotcha. We are, but it, it's a single batch series. Right. So, so we're going to never do see it, it again. You know, and, yeah, we may never do it again. Right. Hey, you ever do any uh, beer cocktails? You ever had a steel bottom? It's basically uh, on, on New Year's we did uh, certified evil and champagne, oh, all right. which uh, was pretty fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you we call haven't it? mixed any alcohol with the beer yet, uh, but uh, we certainly talked about it. Cool. 
at uh, at the National Homebrewers Conference this year on one of the days. It happened to be my most hung- hungover day, as a matter of fact. <laughs> one of the brew clubs in the hospitality suite was serving beer mosas. And it nice. was there was two different ones. There was a uh, orange juice with a Belgian triple, which was actually you would be surprised to find out that it tasted pretty damn good. That's what I had for breakfast this morning. You did yeah. o- really OJ with a Belgian triple, yeah, with a Duval. Nice. Um. And then the other one wasn't as good, and it was OJ with with some kind of a wheat beer, a saison or something like that. Yeah. I forget. And that it's one wasn't too, as nice. Too orangey, maybe. Uh, it has too much OJ in it. I don't know. It just was the triple yeah. one though. It's probably the bartender, not the drink. Was damn good. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Yeah. This whole beer cocktail thing. You think right off the bat, you go, this is bullshit. Right. Well, I've only heard of like a snake bite, and then until Chad's fucking steel, steel bottom, bottom session. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what's a steel so bottom? So a steel bottom is a, a lager. It's a whore. Half a lager, and you just pour in a bunch of awesome. overproofed white rum on okay. ice. Okay. And that's a steel bottom. That's what all the locals in Jamaica drink. But it's disgusting. Oh Chad made them. <laughs> Chad came back from it's Jamaica and made them it. for us. Bevo. He was a huge You fan. like uh, a Ford Loco. This stuff is disgusting. <laughs> Don't hate. <laughs> it's awful. Bevo's like got a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 <laughs> in her fridge all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, oh my. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Well, Zach, hey, thanks so much for coming back on the show with us, man. I appreciate it. It was an enormous pleasure. It's great to talk to you guys again. Are we going to see you out yeah, in Denver uh, for the GBF? Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll be back there, and I'll be hosting uh, uh, talks again in the middle, so maybe we'll get you on some of those again. It'd be great. That'd be great. Love to see you guys. Okay, it's good to talk to you. Give us the website real quick so the listeners can go. Uh, the website's uh, just luckybucketbrewing.com. Okay. And, and then go to our YouTube site, youtube.com slash luckybucketbrewing, and check out uh, those videos. And then we'll see if we can't get that mantra video up on your uh, Facebook page uh, sometime tomorrow. Great. I appreciate it. All right, Zach. Cheers, man. Thanks for being on the show. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Later. Peace. There you go. Zach Tremert, Lucky Bucket Brewing Company, and a good dude, good brewer. That was good, man. And Yeah. That was a good show. Yeah, he's fun to talk to. All right. We'll see you later, everybody. And... Uh, <laughs> Back next week. Actually, what else do we have to do? We've got uh, we got a steel bottle. <clears throat> we got to do some steel bottoms. I could use a steel bottom. Uh, He's going to make one right now. I know it. Now speaking of sour beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, you gave him the idea, Chad. We all said it was so irresistible. I gotta no, have we didn't. that. I gotta have it right now. That's <laughs> what he did. I'm he, a beer guy. I'm a spirits guy. He's at a this. bar across the street. He's gonna. He's going right to the bar. Hey, you guys know what a steel bottom is? <laughs> I think you have to say it like that. Yeah, yeah Jamaican accent. Sure. Distill some rum. What's wrong with your butt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is Zach? I don't know about you. What is wrong with your butt? <laughs> What is B-U-T-T? <laughs> but, but, what is but? Oh, boy. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a game from Moscow. At this break, you'll also hear the Brewing Network announcements. So hang in there. We'll be back in just a few minutes. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Oh, what a great hike. Let's stop here. I need a quick bite. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, I've brought a couple of brew bar energy bars. You want one? Awesome. I've heard about these, but I haven't tried one yet. You've never tried one? But you're a home brewer and an athlete. 
Brew Bar Energy Bars are made by home brewers. What better way to merge your two passions? Rich barley malt paired with simple, all-natural ingredients. Here, crack that open and taste. I think you'll be surprised. This tastes really good. It's a great flavor and so moist. Better than my usual energy bar. I'm surprised you waited this long. Well, I've been meaning to try them. I've even seen the write-ups in the brewing magazines. Just too bad my local homebrew shop doesn't stock them yet. And you've put your request in for them? You know, some homebrew shops need to get requests for new products before they'll pull the trigger. Until then, you can always get free shipping when you order online at brewbar.com. In fact, enter BN Army for a 15% discount. Homebrew clubs can also get an additional special discount for larger orders. Good idea. I'll definitely ask my local shop to carry these. All natural Brew Bar Energy Bars are now available at BrewBar.com, MoreBeer.com, and other fine homebrew shops across the country. That's B-R-U-B-A-R. Look for them at your local homebrew shop. Remember, it's in your Brew Bar Energy Bar because it's in your brew. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And HopTech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe, and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it, with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. 
shopping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Your Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps home brewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hey everybody, it's the Brewing Network's announcements for Sunday, July 10th. I am Scott the Jew. First up, Arrowhead Hops in Madrid, Iowa. It's a small hop farm focused on serving local home brewers and craft breweries with high-quality, locally grown hops. They will be holding the inaugural Harvest Festival and Beer Tasting on August 27th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Hop Yard. Short walking tours of the Hop Yard and a home brewing tasting area will highlight the festival. For more information on this, please contact Arrowhead Hops at arrowheadhops at yahoo.com or at com slash arrowheadhops. Lafayette's Original Beer Festival is back. Gulf Brew 2011 gives you the best in Louisiana specialty and craft beer and will feature over 150 gallons of killer homebrew from the members of the Dead Yeast Society. As always, the event will raise money for the Acadiana Center for the Arts. It will be held at Park International in downtown Lafayette on Saturday, July 23rd from 6 to 9 p.m. A special pre-taster event will take place from 5 to 6 p.m. Only 300 of those pre-taster tickets are available, though, so get on it. General admission tickets are available online at Acadiana Center for the Arts. Org, or by calling 337-233-7060. The Fitchburg Order of Alemakers presents the 10th Annual Blues and Brews Homebrew Competition coming up August 13th in the Neshoba Valley Ski Area in Westford, Massachusetts. I have no idea if I pronounced that right. There will be lots of great live blues music and dozens of regional craft breweries pouring their stuff. It's $6 per entry for the contest. The deadline is August 5th. Visit foambrew.com for more information. That wraps it up for this week. As always, send me an email, scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, if you have events or competitions you'd like highlighted in this segment. And until next time, this is Scott the Jew saying, Lachaya. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer... Hold on, slow 
still enjoying the spoils of BNA6 over here. I've got a, a Marin IPA in my glass that was a little bit left over from oh, BNA6. Nice. Arnie's always so nice to us. Sent a beer down. Wrote all over it. Happy anniversary. Good guys over there at Marin Brewing Company. Thank you for the beer. And his IPA is tasting uh, damn good. Oh, yeah. Had a nice uh, white knuckle a couple of months ago at uh, Beer Revolution. It was awesome. Arnie's he's such really a good brewer, man. He knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Really understated about it, too. So laid back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And his wiener's huge. He is a really <laughs> giant wiener. I don't. I didn't know if anyone else knew that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I run the same circles. Everyone There's knows more it. in the background. So I told you guys, uh, speaking of getting to enjoy some spoils, I told you guys last time we just didn't have time to do it. Um, I got to go. I was lucky enough to be invited to to uh, celebrate um, Matt and Allison, uh, Matt Brennelson from Firestone, their their wedding day. Oh, oh yeah! And they made a special uh, beer for that, and were encouraging us to take some home. So I took a few home, and I brought one home to share with you guys. So um, they had this whole. You know, Matt's really into like live music. He's an old, like he's an old groupie of of you name it, uh, widespread panic and. So they kind of, uh, you know, did their whole, all their invitations and everything was called like Allie and Matt's World Tour. You got like a, instead of getting a wedding invitation, you got a ticket. You know, like everything was done like kind of rock and roll. So anyway, this is Allie and Matt World Tour wedding celebration. It's called Allie's Bridal Ale. And it is uh, IPA, it's, it's half and half IPA and porter. So it's one of his wow. blends. It's a cool. uh, 6.7% beer because they know how to party. And uh, why don't somebody crack that open and, and pass it around the room? I, it was a really nice beer. I enjoyed it. So I thought I wanted you guys to try it out, too, and thank Matt for giving it to us. It was pretty cool. In the meantime, while we're doing that, Moscow, why don't you tell us the rules and regulations of this new game we're about to play? Or is um, it an old game? So No, it's a new one. But do you want to do feedback first, or do you want to do that after this game? Mm-hmm. I don't want to do feedback first, but you know what I do have to do is um, talk some stuff about things. You got to talk about like vaginas and penises real quick. Can you? Um, don't take your headphones off, Tasty. I'm just just a good part. Tasty's like I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> <laughs> His heart can't take anymore. He's getting old. he's an older guy. He had yeah. to go rub yeah. one out just on the thought of I'm out. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, guys, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom and you've been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, here's an offer you can't resist. And I encourage you to, to do it because then they'll keep paying us to, to not resist. Right. Right. Uh, you can go to adamandeve.com right now, and uh, for a limited time, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And uh, when you select one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs. Let's face it. Three adult DVDs is pretty good. That will last me about twenty five minutes. Right, I'm I'm like the uh, the clip guy on the internet. You just do short clips. I just do clips. Three minutes is all I need. I don't need a whole lot. I even I even fast forward through a three minute clip to the good shot. <laughs> well, you yeah. have to, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna sit around scan one. for that stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's on two X when you walk into the room and figure out the plot point and blah 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 blah, and you just get right to the scissoring. Right, that's what I'm into. Oh Keep skipping ahead to the scissoring. All right, so you get three free adult DVDs for some inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't even mention it on internet radio. Uh, to top it all off, uh, we'll even throw in uh, some free shipping on your entire order. So uh, check out adamandeve.com today for the special offer. Here's what you do. You in on you enter uh, coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y. I wish I got to select the coupon code when we spoke with them. I wish I had chosen scissoring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. hadn't thought of it back then. Enter coupon code scissoring. 
And uh, well, most people can't spell it. Right. That's yeah. Me, yeah. Especially our listeners. Yeah. All right. Enter coupon code BN Army and you get the special offer. It's fifty uh, percent off one item. It's free shipping. It's three uh, DVDs and a free extra gift. So enter coupon code B N A R M Y and uh, go to adamneve.com. Check it out. I would have chosen boners with a Z at the end. <laughs> That's my twist on it. Boners. Yeah. Original. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It's pretty good, right? It's gangster is what right. the kids call it. Yeah. yeah, I got one break left to take, Moscow, so we can do feedback at the very end as long as you remind me to do it. All right. Uh, what, what's this game we're going to play? Well, I, I, don't have a great tra- I don't have a great track record with first-time games, so let's hope this goes well. It's called Guess Who Said It. And you don't have any second-time games? I'm okay. basically going to read you guys uh, quotes that one of you in this room said. Okay. And then we're going to have to guess who said it. So basically, I'm going to read the quote. You guys have to wait to buzz in until I'm done reading the quote. So I will signal you guys yeah. when the quote is over and then buzz in with your name. It's only people in the room, no Paxton, no Jamil. No, no. Okay, so here's who mi- the, the, the people who might have said it. Justin, JP, Tasty, Bevo, Chad, Doc, or a caller. Those are your options of who said it. There's right? no Nate in there. I, there's no Nate because I went through. I didn't. I couldn't do uh, too recent of shows. Otherwise, you might remember. So I went Plus, back. Right. Nate, Nate says stupid things. That's anyway. and who, yeah, the worst exactly. shit. Anyways, you don't I, want I went that, back yeah. a, a few years with these shows, so there there was no Nate, unfortunately. All right, before or, we, or let's, me, let's go to the phones real quick. We got John from Florida on calling for drunk of the week. Hey, John, what's happening? Hey. Oh shit. Oh, yeah, there's damn. no beer in Florida. You just realized that, didn't you? How you doing, bud? <laughs> What's the ocean? All right. I, I just had a foam over. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, this poor. Oh. Are you brewing uh, or pouring? Or jerking? Uh, I just I just I just actually just opened a beer and it just foamed over on the floor. You finished too early. Yeah, I, wouldn't dr- I wouldn't drink that one. Is that homebrew? Is that homebrew? No, I just finished a uh, 22 of a homebrew and uh just popped open the Yingling because I wanted to and it just, you know, Foamed on the floor. <laughs> Moscow, will you take down these callers? This is John from Florida for Drunk of the Week. Are we hey. still, we're still doing the resumes? Oh, no, right. Wow. we got to write them down either way. Scott. I'm, I'm trying to get out of doing stuff. The resumes. Those, no sh- those pieces of I'll, shit. I'll, I'll give you a resume if you want it. How quick is it? How proficient are you in Excel? That's all I care about. Are you sucking that beer off the floor? No, no, I am sucking the, sucking it from the bottle, though, not off the floor. You dirty, dirty animal. He kind of sounds like a, an American version of Blobber Glop. Like, Dude, he's not I quite as high. <laughs> he's just, he's like a pitch down. He's an American version. American. Oh, uh, well, I am American. I am, uh, <laughs> Florida, born and bred. Oh, boo. Get out of there, dude. What are you doing? You what know, I- you know, they found the exit route from Florida. It's up. <laughs> Yeah, but you got to go through Georgia, man. <laughs> Just keep on going. Uh, I don't. Last thing I want to do is drive through Georgia. Georgia sucks. Fly over it. <laughs> yeah, says the guy from I've, Florida. I've driven through Georgia. Georgia is like you know, uh, Georgia is like the armpit of America. That's Jersey. Yeah, that's Jersey. <laughs> All us East Coasters know that. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, Florida's the drain of America, then. Well, you know. How close are you to Disney World? Let's He's talk like, about oh, that. It's a swamp after all. Let's yeah. talk about Disney World. Are you drunk enough to put your wife on the phone? No, she's asleep. She's already passed out, and you know, had yeah. her head down on the uh, on the on the on the, the, what? the table outside. Leader. So oh. yeah. <laughs> that was. I didn't think that was. Is she really face that down on the table because got ugly. that's awesome? Yeah, I like that. She, you know, she she's done and over with. You know, so she's you know passed out, done, finished. 
Okay. How do we know that? How do we know that you're drunk? What is it that you do that tells your friends that you're drunk? I stay in Florida. <laughs> Thank you, Bebo. Uh, well, well any, any of my friends know that if if I am uh, plastered, that um, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Go- good. <laughs> right. I can't think. Uh, he right. made the most sense of any caller I've, I think I've heard in the past yeah, year. I'm all right, John. I'm thank you for the call. You're now in the running for Drunk of the Week, my friend. Woo! Later, brother. I'll call you back. All right. No, don't. Okay. <laughs> so we got nothing from his resume other than the yingling that foamed over. Well, and the That's um, fine. I the guess um, er, um. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to change up this week. No resumes this week. We're gonna fi- <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to ask the same question that he just... Answered or didn't answer. No, he did. But that is a, that's a way to tell, I think, too. Yeah. Apparently, all his friends, they know when he knows, because I know. You er, know. Er, uh, uh, uh. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, do we do we want callers in to play this game, uh, you know, with us, or? Uh, well, yeah, we can. I think it's going to be kind of hard for the caller to buzz in, but we could. We can uh, give caller first dibs. we're doing. Really. We can give caller first dibs, and then we can agree or disagree with the caller. How about that? That'd be good. Sure. That's a good it's idea. We can all play, like, for the caller. We can vote our own and help Yeah, out. we'll help the caller. If, yeah. Like, we'll right. be the lifeline. One caller? The caller. I'll take yeah. four. Call in right now. 888-401-BEER. Let's use all four of those fuckers yeah. right now, and we'll... Should be one at a time, though, right? Light them up. Should I do feedback while we're waiting for people to call in? Yep. Perfect. Yes. Get that out of the way. This might take me a minute. All right. It's Chad's favorite segment. Feedback. Yeah. Now the doc's gone. Yeah. It's Chad's. It just moved over. It just shifted to the right. <laughs> good job. That's pretty good. That was awesome. All right. Feedback's brought to you today by our wonderful sponsor, uh, Brew Bars. B R U Bars. You can go to brewbar.com, check it out. And uh, Brew Bars, it's, a, it's the first ever energy bar uh, made from beer ingredients. And it's made by home brewers, too. So go check it out, Brew Bars. We're happy to have them on board. I actually really like them. And it's tasty. It's, they're real good, right? They're all. They're not like the dry kind of energy bar. They're all they're soft, like chewy, chewy. Keep you alive during a beer fest. Yep. Very malty. Actually, more beer was handing them out during NHC, like a club night. That's a good idea. And about the middle of the night, they're like, "Dude, you look awful. Do you want a brew bar?" And I said, "That's exactly what I need." Energy it was, bar. It was great. How gassy still, do they make? You? I still haven't slept. Are they gassy? I can't tell yet because I've always been drinking a lot of beer at the same time. So I don't know which, which crop one it was. dusting well, factor. You, you need the yeast. Yes. Are they no, CDF? Are energy bars known for making well, people they gassy? Have, they have ingredients, and you're Early. drinking beer oh, too. Oh, I see. That what you mean. The yeast, so now I get you it. Go. You're okay. pitching yeast to that. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's the wrong. I think I have last week's feedback in front of me. We don't want that. Yeah, just do that for a <laughs> you second. You forgot the, the, the oh my God part. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't even want to play it. Kick right. ass. All right. Here's uh, from Rick Tanica wrote in. Hey, Justin. I want to start by saying. Um, Wow, profound. Oh, this is about Alabama and saying that they're going to be angry with us. They're going to rip you guys to pieces if you step foot into Alabama. After listening to the last show, I had to clean shit stains from my pants from laughing so hard. (laughs) And because I can't do laundry very well. One thing that came to mind was a song by the Drive-By Truckers called The Boys from Alabama. Y'all should give it a listen. It's a nice one. I did give it a listen, and it is a good song, but it was not radio you know, gold. It's a bit slow to get there. Like Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. But he says, because you sure as hell haven't learned a gall darn thing. Keep up the good work, fellas, from Rick Tanica. So 
So he liked our Alabama segment, I guess. Oh, I think. <laughs> it's a weird way of saying it. Is that what that says? Uh, here's another one. Holy shit, BNA6 was the highlight of NHC. Right next to Justin's sem- oh. seminar, which I have to say was the best of all seminars. Yeah, to me. Thank you. It was really good. It was. Those I, videos was were really hilarious. I did like the videos. You can, they're on YouTube now. The you first busted carboy video on YouTube. Man. Ever. That's right. Yeah. We own that shit. Yep. Got a copyright there, Jipper. <laughs> Uh, I'm on it. I'm on right. it right now. He also says, congrats on Club of the Year. You guys earned it with all your free info that most clubs would take years to present and organize. So I say congrats, and I don't give a fuck who says otherwise. Also, yeah. Doc is the shit. We need him back, and the session band needs an album. So clearly this man is insane. And deaf. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Justin, I just watched the Brewing TV episode featuring the Brewing Network and caught up watching the rest of BYOB TV. I just realized how creepy it is to see you speak. I'm sure it's a strange concept to you, but after listening to you guys day after day and not able to see your mug makes it quite awkward to watch you talk. I guess what I really want to say is that I enjoy your show. You guys make my brew 100% better, but I don't wish to see your ugly mug ever again. (laughs) Perhaps you consider me a drunk of the week via email. I'm out. JP, you're awesome. From Bart. He is drunk. P.S. When will the creepy coffee interview... um, be a- available to watch. Yes, it wasn't very good. Don't worry about it. And I don't think we're allowed to post. They don't post just short segments over there, and I don't yeah. think we're allowed to post it. In some, although they probably wouldn't give a shit. But they wouldn't even know. But you're not missing much. It's just yeah. a short thing, and it's yeah. We're describing the thing, and everyone's going this, and we're like, okay. But as a radio fan, I'll agree. It is real creepy seeing the people that you like do radio on TV. Yeah, it is weird. It's you, not nice. Just putting a face to a or voice. in person for that matter. Yeah. It's, it. You're always better on the radio. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of meet them, and you go. Yeah. Oh, don't look you're up underwhelmed. Don't oh, look up you. the people from NPR. By the way, that's a really bad right. idea. <laughs> yeah, they're all pasty white people. I'm with you on that. Um, all right, this guy says he would pay to subscribe if there were any new episodes posted. I'm not going to pay a monthly fee for just archived episodes. I've heard them and can download them. Um, he's talking about not, not having Candy Brew to Bruce Strong recently. So if you were to start charging, I'd expect two things: new episodes on a regular basis. Concrete schedule of new shows. I don't see why there can't be a calendar on the website which details uh, when shows are on the air. Um, and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, yeah, I know. Whatever. We're usually on top of things, but that's the way it is. Uh, Boise Brew writes in, I've listened to years of podcasts now and just want to say thanks for all the awesome info. Uh, you've taken my beer from something that just got me drunk to something that I'm very proud to pass around. And provided me with thousands of laughs on my long commutes. Thousands. That's pretty good. That's More lot. importantly, congrats to the BN Club of the Year. That's right. And the people bitching about it yes. have completely lost sight of what home brewing is all about. They sound like the guys on the Northern Brewer 10th Level Beer Nerd commercial complaining that someone won a beer competition with an actual beer. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. And uh, everyone but JP can suck it. So there you go. Another yeah. JP fan. Wow. P.S. We're all in desperate need of some meat. Awesome. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Justin, did, you ar- did you put those archives up? I heard you did. No. Is that true? No? Not true. Fucker. Justin from Eugene, Oregon writes in, uh, I sent an email uh, below to Bruce Strong, but I wanted to get a quick answer, so here it is to you. Hey, guys, I'm hoping you might be able to help me out with a question regarding the use of fruit flavorings. Oh, Tasty That's McFruit. Tasty. Yeah. This must be what? for you. The gold medal winner. <laughs> Eyedropper <laughs> method. I have an apricot saison I'm brewing this weekend Ooh. and hope to bottle two weeks later. The apricots here in Oregon are not in season, and the ones from out of state in the grocery store are not that great and really expensive. Apricot preserves and apricot nectar have extra additives that I don't really want in my beer. My local homebrew shop has apricot fruit flavoring for the cost uh, of about the cost of two pounds of apricots. 
And I'm thinking that this might be the best route. Wondering if you guys have any recommendations on fruit extracts and flavorings and how much to use. Thanks from Justin. Tasty? <laughs> well, Justin, uh, you got the right idea. Uh, the way to, to make a fruit beer is to add something to the beer after you make, <laughs> after you make it. If apricot's the flavor that you're getting in your beer, then that would be the obvious choice to uh, to add. There's two kinds of uh, fruit extracts. There's like one that will give you like aroma, and another that will give you more flavor. Uh, if you could get both, then I think you probably could dial your beer in, you know, pretty pretty well in in a glass. Like you'll take four ounces of your saison, uh, put some number of uh, of, of drops of the uh, extract that'll give you aroma, until you can just smell it, and then do the same thing with the flavor until you can just taste it. And that probably give you a pretty good example. Uh, give you you know the best combination of the two flavors. Is there a brand name extract you know? Well, well homebrew supply stores vary. I think you typically they only carry one, so you have to find out which that is, and then you have to go out find another place that has the other. Okay, yeah. so you're just saying try both. Try yeah, find the two. Yeah, one that try. has more flavor and one that has just pure aroma. Okay. Yeah. And didn't you do a brew one of these, the number nine from Magic Hat, right? Yeah, apricot. Magic Hat. Yeah, we so, used Apricot. Yeah, that same. So, yeah, yeah, maybe look up that show. Yeah, look up that show. We talk about it quite a bit. Some tips. Yeah. Okay. Can you brew? Yeah. Now, here's a good piece of information following up on our Cantillon episode. Uh, Adam from Australia wrote this in following up a question, and the question was about um, temperature consistency at the Cantillon Brewery and if they're you know temperature controlling these barrels. And my answer was that they're not. It just kind of goes in a seasonal temp, and, and that my, my assumption was that it stays pretty close you know, year-round um, just because of the of the room that they're in, so that even in the summer, it's, it's not a whole lot different than, than it is in the winter, and he has a, a fair amount of consistency. Again, that was just an assumption that I made, too. I was just kind of throwing it out there. He has an interesting uh, 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 piece of information on it that he got from the wine world. So he writes in, this is, um, actually, it's John from Ontario who wrote this in. He says, the room at Cantillon may uh, have a steady temperature just from the thermal mass of all the full barrels. In other words, the beer is what keeps the beer cold. I was at a winery recently, and the barrel room was above ground, and the winemaker said that although the outside temperature varied from 30 to 90 during the year, the inside temperature varied only a few degrees, as long as the barrels in the barrel room were full. He said, think about how much it takes to get a 10-gallon batch to heat up or to cool down, and then think about doing that to 4,000 gallons. So, kind of an interesting point. Yeah, if all the thermal mass of a of big the, room, basically. Yeah. yeah. And and I will tell you this. That room is stocked to the hilt with, with full barrels. I mean, every bit of, the, of space in the whole brewery is oh. taken up by barrels right. that are almost all full. So I think it's an interesting concept that it that it might, you know. It's more liquid and wood than anything else in the room, basically. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think if they're it's packed in there without aisles and stuff, I can see that being the case. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some aisles down the middle, but it's really but it's, it's full lighter. up. Yeah. So, just an interesting, uh, I thought, a good answer to that, too. So, uh, let's see. Do I need to read this? I like the show. Oh, this was an interesting thing about uh, the Schumann's dad show, but it's kind of old. Uh, he just recently listened to it. You remember when Schumann's dad died? You don't remember that? And apparently, Wait, what? Apparently, we did a real good show afterward. And I guess Sully was on that show that we did afterward, and Sully was talking about how he's got his death all planned out, like all, like everything that will happen to him, which I think a lot of people don't do. Like, they don't go and write it all out, like, okay, I'll be cremated, and this will happen, that will happen. But Sully said he had it all planned out. Well, this suggestion uh, from Gene here was that um, Sully um, should be packed into his cans. 
Think about it, like a mixed six-pack of cans. He says, well, m- maybe two six-packs if you need to include his giant head. But what would be more fitting than to be packaged? And he'll stay fresher longer. Not to mention that he can go to the beach and on a boat. Normal cans can't, no, normal urns can't go there. So just a good piece of advice for Sully for when he dies. Sully. That's right, Sully. Right. Uh, all right, here's the thought about Bevo's maternity leave. Uh, he says, just a thought, but with Bevo's upcoming maternity leave, you have a chance to use her uh, absence to your advantage. Auction off Bevo's chat room duties uh, as a prize. Make it like five bucks a ticket. Win a chance to perform free labor for a week. He says, you know the listeners will eat the opportunity up. Uh, more so if you donate a portion to Baby's Bevo College Fund or diapers or whatever Sam won't be able to afford. Standard limit. Good parenting skills. <laughs> yeah. He says standard limitations apply. Winner to provide their own uh, transportation to the studio and shelter after the show. Think of the possibilities. Suck at JP. Uh, this is actually a good idea. And the truth is, oh sorry, I had turned you up. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. That sounds like a train wreck. It, it does. <laughs> it does sound like a potential train wreck. We we would have to be careful about the screening. I'm kind of willing to try it. And here's why: you don't have to be here to do this job. To be honest, don't tell Bevo that. Because we, we obviously what? want Bevo here. <laughs> but really, it's all done over the computer, and then Bevo Skypes me all of the messages from the chat room anyway. Mm-hmm. So really, guy from Canada can do this. You how could, would we have how would we call screen? Uh, call no, screening we wouldn't mod. be able to yeah, do. Right. Yeah, it's just chat mod. So we would the chat mod would come from a remote uh, user, and uh, we still have to figure out the call screening situation. Um, but I think it might be worth a shot. I was going to ask you if it has to be a chick, but then I realized there'd be like four bidders, so that, right. that wouldn't work. In order for us to make a little dough, right. it has to be, yeah, we got to let everybody in. But there does have to be a screening process. Like, for example, you can't get real drunk during the show because the, the listeners would suffer. You really do have to send me over the questions from the chat for, for our interview. Yeah, she actually does stuff. I just think they may be so forgetting. So there has to be some, some rules. Yeah, that I wouldn't get that far. <laughs> yeah, Neither would I. So, I don't know. I might be willing to try this out when, uh, when Bebo has to leave. Hmm. With her vagina. Uh, Big vagina. Her shitty baby. Hey. Big vagina. You're on thin ice, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Big vagina, really? Where'd well, you, not yet. Where'd you get that thing out of there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that thing. Yeah. That thing's going to turn that thing into that thing. <laughs> that thing is a girl. Yeah, oh, that's good. Not a name. When I say that Small thing, I'm talking shoulders, about what your vagina's going to look like after that girl comes out. Oh. It's going to look like that thing. Your face looks like that. Thing. Are you going to get it sewn up again? Are you going to do oh, the little, the little get, the, get the notch? Yeah, get, the, get the extra stitch. Can you do that multiple Taking times? Because we notch. all know you're going to have like another baby. Do you have to wait till you're done having babies to have the stitch in, or can you just get stitched every time? There's there are issues that may require stitching after. Right. If you do the, the cesarean, right? Then no. you have to. Oh. No. If she tears. No. If I tear. Ow. God, don't well, say it. Ow, what'd you think? I don't know. Stitches. Yeah, so. Cocoa butter won't help with that? <laughs> you can't just... <laughs> no, More cocoa butter. No, she needs to go to Country Croc. If, if talking butter after that. All right. Mm, I love Country Croc. I need to eat tubs of butter. Why? Because my vagina's ripped. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll help it. Oh, my God. And you call in sick for that. I really love What's wrong? This. I ripped my vagina. <laughs> oh, God, I hope that gets better soon. Well, most... Never mind. All right. And the last one is just uh, Phil had written in to give props. I don't know anything about this, but apparently some dude in the forum named Iron Man um, distributed a huge amount of hops to the army for free. I guess he he bought them like a big amount and and distributed them to the BN army for free. Um, Like you had to buy them by pound, but you didn't charge any shipping. I don't know what the hell happened. But I'm supposed to give kudos to to Iron Man in the forum. 
All right, Moscow, looks like I got my callers on. I think we're ready uh, for your game. All right. All right. So, uh, Hang on, let me get them on. Let's see if we can make this happen. Yeah, let's get okay. them introduced. Doing this one at a time, one call at a time per question? No, no, I sh- no, I'll be able to get them all on at once if I do this right. I don't know if that'll work. All right, Spider Wrangler, is that you, bud? This is me. All right, that's Spider Wrangler. Hang on. Hi, Stalker. Nicole, are you on the line? <laughs> I am, yeah. Is this our Nicole? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nicole, Hi, what's Nicole. up, baby girl? Yeah, you see. Nate, Nate ditched me at the uh, Drake's Barrel House for a while, and I meant to always stay there for one. Oh, she's doing uh, good, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I kind of uh, tried a few beers while I was in there, so. Great. Try right. to be weird. <laughs> Note to self, Nicole won't shut up yeah, for the yeah. rest of this phone call. You need a chaperone. <laughs> I love Nicole. I don't know what you're talking about, Justin. What are you talking about? Don't even know what you're talking about. No. There's some really high alcohol beer in the refrigerator if you need anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to get ready for Nate coming home, he's going to tear your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we've got Ryan from Virginia on the line. Are you there, Ryan? That... Yeah, man. All right. Is that our nickname? And then Nate finally, Kyle? we've got uh, Colin from Dallas. Colin, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, uh, we got all four callers on the line. I did it right. Amazing. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I did one thing four times. Shut Yay. <laughs> all right, guys. So here's what's going to happen. Moscow is going to explain the rules once more. You're all going to buzz in with your name if you know the answer. And then what you'll do, I think, is um, you'll buzz in and you can either ask for the brewcaster recommendation and we'll all chime in and tell you who we think it is. Or you can just go for it and answer. Does that sound clear enough? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. They're like professionals over there. I like this. One at a time. It's working out fantastic. Yeah, but make sure you let me finish the quote before you buzz in. Okay, so he has to finish the quote before you buzz in. And then you buzz in by uh, yelling out your name, and we'll do our best to hear that. So. Uh, uh, Moscow, are you going to say something when you're done saying the quote so we know that you're done? Um, well, word, like mayonnaise or say mayonnaise. Say, say, say cocoa butter at the end of every every quote. Okay? Vagina rip. Say <laughs> vagina. Let's not talk about that. Right. Yeah, let's add more syllables to my buffoon. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just say done. How about that? I'll say done. I prefer no. cocoa butter. Cocoa butter. Done. All right. I'll All say right. cocoa butter. Cocoa butter. Okay. First quote. Imagine, because everything we say will be made more profound by the ending cocoa butter. Right. Yeah. All right, here we go. (laughs) It's the same reason he gave me why I hated Beer Wars. It was a shitty movie, and I didn't even see it. Cocoa Butter. Nicole. All right, Nicole buzzed in. You can either answer or you can ask the brewcaster opinion. JP. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. just JP. Come that on. one's a, a simple one. <laughs> Come on. Is that unanimous in the room, even though she didn't? Have, yeah, everyone says JP. I don't JP. think so. Yeah. yeah. Moscow? JP. Yeah, it's correct. I thought I had audio here. Woo-hoo! Oh, you should. <laughs> okay, well, that didn't work. You don't have it plugged into your headphone output. You have it plugged into your line in. No, <clears throat> let me try. Because I can hear it on your external speaker. One more time. Oh, oh wait, right stand by. Stand by. Hang on. Play it again. Shit. <laughs> It's the same reason he gave me a lot why I hated Beer Wars. Because it's a shitty movie. I didn't even see it. There you go. JP. Correct. I don't even remember saying that. What are you surprised? There's not a person on earth that knows you that's surprised about that except for you. I'm super surprised. I don't think there's a person in this room that would say that other than you. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. I didn't like it. That was easy, bro. It's the same reason he gave me a lot why I hated Beer Wars. Because it's a shitty movie. I didn't even see it. 
And so it sounds like I'm I'm giving a reason someone else didn't see it. No, no, I better. heard the context, and you literally just said I didn't see it, and it sucked. No, I did see it, <laughs> and I remember having that conversation with you yeah. before you saw it too. Off air. No, you're probably right. <laughs> All right, so Nicole's that's... on the board then. I was going to play first to three, but now we have like 26 contestants, and I hope no, I have enough audio. We only have 24. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. All right. All right. Next one. Who said, I really want to make this beer, but it frightens me. It's a very big beer. I'm a small person. Cocoa butter. Chad. Nicole. That's Chad. Whoa. Chad, Doc. what do you think? Doc? I thought we were the callers. Wait, were playing. Yeah, Chad's not. Chad can't play. Oh, I can't. Oh, he can't. No. Oh. oh, I thought I was in. No, no, you're not in. We're only in if they want to hear from us. Oh, all right. So go ahead. Uh, but that one is easy again, Moscow. You're yeah. throwing softballs over here. Yeah. No, huh? All right. Uh, who? I, I heard Nicole, but I also heard somebody else at the same time. Colin. I'm giving it to Colin this time. Colin, go ahead. I, I'm going to go with the uh, brewcasters. I'm going to go with you guys' opinion. Okay, going to ask us. So the simple answer is Doc. Yeah, obviously. Hmm. But can Moscow we, is not as stupid as I think he is. Can, sometimes. can we go through uh, who's eligible to be uh, up for this? Yeah, who, who are, are the, the choices? Who are the eligible choices? Uh, now I don't. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's uh, Justin, JP, Tasty, Bevo, Chad, Doc, or a caller, or a caller, call or a caller. I go caller. Oh. oh, you're going for the twist. Can you read it again? I really want I to. I thought it was Justin. I really want to make this beer, but it frightens me. It's a very big beer. I'm a small person. So Sounds Doc like wouldn't say that because Doc no. would brew any challenging beer. Right. Right. He, he would like to brew high alcohol beer with no problem. It's not the obvious. Yeah. I'm with JP. I'm with Caller on this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brewcasters, anybody else? Caller. Yeah, that's all I, I say. I gay. Well, now, is Colin going for our advice or you want to choose your own answer? I'm going to go with you guys' advice. All right. Caller it is. He's very, very wrong. Oh, play it. I really want to make this beer, but it frightens me. It's a very big beer. It's I'm a, a small beer. person. Well, that's an out-of-context quote. <laughs> uh, this is all out-of-context, Jip. We're not actually doing the shows. Who said that? Was that well, me I realized that, but that, that was you. That's but that Justin, was a character. Yeah. Sure. That so was really you. Jewish Justin. Right. I, I think, I think matter. that gets thrown out. No, no, it does not. I don't right. approve of that. Either way, there are no <laughs> points for Colin. Sorry, buddy. We got duped on that one. That's the idea, right? Trick yeah. question. I'm not, yeah. Trying to, yeah. I'm not trying to. But be they, so well, it wasn't a direct quote. But you do have. You got to know your BN. I mean, you got to know your brewcasters. There's if, no way if, anybody would ever guess that. All right. Go All on. right. So this next one is the only one that's a little contexty. You guys were talking about amusement parks in Asia. The quote is: "Do you think that the limit to ride the rides is lower because Asian people are shorter?" <laughs> Cocoa butter. Colin. Go ahead, Colin. Who do you want to go with? Tasty. Colin's going with Tasty on that one. Uh, you're saying he's the guy who said it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to throw my opinion in it. I got to think that's JP too. It's another. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's racist. It's racial, racially related. Yeah. That's a JP comment. First it's of all, so racist. It makes me think I might have said it. It's not racist. It's a fact <laughs> that people in Asia are fucking shorter than Westerners. It's a fact. So fuck you. Second of all, it's Doc. Okay, well, that's what I said. Uh, that, that's actually a good guess too. Well, Col- Colin gave a pretty definitive answer. He there. said he knew it was tasty. Uh, you sticking with that, Colin? Um, it's, it's between tasty or JP. I don't know. I'd stick with your first one. Your first I'm thought. Say tasty. Yeah, tasty. Colin says tasty. Play the clip. Do you think that the limit to, to ride the rides is lower because Asian people are shorter? <laughs> no. See, JP called it. He's yeah. like, it's either me or Bebo. Right. <laughs> That's true. She is the other racist in the room. It's we just not don't. Racist. We don't picture her that way. Sorry. Uh, all right. No points not for Colin. 
What do you got next? Next one is, uh, if you have to sound good to get the women home, you have to sound good. And if you're a bumbling idiot like I am, then you bumble throughout the day. Cocoa butter. Ryan. Later. All right, Ryan chimed in. What do you think? I'm going to have to say that's you, my man. Really? I'm All right. I got to say caller. I don't know anybody who Again, would I'm even talk JP. about pulling women. All the really? funny stuff to me is JP. No, man. <laughs> it's got to be JP. That was funny to you? That was funny. I don't to think I've ever said bumbling. Ah, uh, that's true. That's, that's a good more point. like English. I bet that's one of our Aussie freaks. I would say bumbling, though. Ryan might be yeah. right. I say stupid yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah, like I'm the saying Aussies, really? Yeah. You guys all vote I think me. It's you. All right, Ryan, you sticking with that? Yeah. I think Caller. Yeah, I think Caller. He's What is he sticking with? He's sticking with Justin. With He's Justin. sticking with me. And uh, what do we got? JP and Nate saying Caller. Caller is correct. If you have to sound good to get the women home, you have to sound good. And if you're a bumbling idiot like I am, then you bumble throughout the day. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know, but it's a great Who quote. It's a drunk why. of the week call. It's a stupid quote, but I love yeah. it. Is that Brett? I want it on a t-shirt. Uh, He's okay. from the Midwest, but slightly south. No yeah. points for Ryan. Maybe they should be able to pick a brewcaster to, to vote uh, for them, because they clearly better. JP is the best at this game they, so far. They better figure it out, because um, yeah. I got only about uh, six of I these. I agree with that. Has anyone even gotten one right yet? Uh, yeah, Nicole, Nicole did. Oh, Nicole, Nicole got, got one. Nicole got the first one right. So, so far, she's in control. All right, here's what you can do, guys. You can. Uh, we'll all still chime in, but you can pick a brewcaster's answer is what you could do. So, All right. All right, go ahead, Moscow. What's the next quote? It's okay to be gay on the inside, just like it's okay to be white on the inside and black on the outside. Cocoa butter. Wow. Nicole. <clears throat> All right, Nicole, what do you think? Nicole. Yep. I think it's Justin. You think that's me? Yeah. Hey, can you repeat the quote again, please? It uh, sounds kind of like JP, but it sounds more like Justin. JP. The quote is, it's okay to be gay on the inside, just like it's okay to be white on the inside and black on the outside. That's hmm. definitely Justin. <laughs> <laughs> It I'm might a, be. No, I don't know. I'm I think torn. it's Doc. That's more racially charged than your Ooh. commentary. I think it's Doc. You know what? Doc? I'm with. I gotta go with JP on this yeah. again. That offended gays, whites, and blacks in the same sentence. D- that's Doc. <laughs> he said it was okay to be gay. Right. Oh, that's true. And he likes to say that. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, who, who chimed in on that? That was Nicole that chimed in, right? And she said, "Justin." And she said, "Are you gonna stick with that? Or are you gonna go with JP's answer?" Oh, gosh, now I'm torn. Um, what does everybody else think? Brewcasters. Nate, who do you think that I was? Think I think it's uh, Doc. I'm thinking Doc as well. Yeah. Tasty thinks I so. think I got talked into it, too. It's Doc. Everyone else thinks it's <laughs> yeah, Doc. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm a sucker. I'm going to say Doc. All right, Nicole's flipping. Play the quote. It's okay to be gay on the inside. Oh! Sure. So it's okay to be white on the inside and black on the outside. <laughs> no, wow. What is this shit? Play that again. It's okay to be gay on the inside. Sure. So it's okay to be white on the inside and black on the outside. <laughs> Why is it so much funnier wow. coming from Tasty? I wonder how that came up. <laughs> what context was that in? Do you even remember saying that? Oh, I don't remember it, no, no. You don't? Neither would Doc if he had said it. So, what the- How long ago would that have <laughs> right. No, he wouldn't. Uh, 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 Bosca, how long ago would that have been? Oh, that was Ish. like late 2008. Wow. Damn, nice. Wow. <laughs> Clearly, Terrence the Black was in the room That's awesome. sitting yeah, yeah. next to Tasty. Yeah, he was part of the deal, I'm sure. <laughs> That's funny. All right, what else you got? All right, next one. Should we change his name to Terrence the White? Probably. <laughs> Terrence the Gay. That's his baby's name, Terrence actually. the White on the inside? <laughs> yeah. It's okay to be white on the inside. All right, next one is, I've always felt on the fringe of the group, and I still to this day do. Like, nobody called me to hang out with them yesterday. Cocoa butter. <laughs> 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 I 
Come on, right? Oh, we know whose pity okay. party that was. Yeah. That was everybody. First off, they, they all did, but I heard Ryan first, so I'm going to yeah. give it to Ryan. And uh, Ryan, go ahead, please. Who was that? That is my main man, Jason Petros. <laughs> I'm just going to say this, Moscow. If it's anybody else, you're cheating. You're fucking this up somehow. Because that clearly... I recorded myself saying <laughs> Yeah. I guess that one might have been too easy. Uh, go it's ahead. like JP Circa 2010. Go ahead. I've always felt like on the fringe of the group. And yeah. I still, I still to this day do. Like, nobody called me to hang out with him yesterday. I want that as my new JP ringtone. Please email that to me. Okay. Every time I call. In fact, JP, we could probably sell that to the listeners and make you a grip of cash. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> I just want to clarify, somebody in the chat thought that might be me. I don't want to hang out with these people. I'm just right. Well, that must be like an old quote because right now I'm pretty much around the same as you <laughs> right. in the past few years. Well, it's funny that you thought it was you, Bevo, because right after I JP that, said no, that... somebody in the chat room thought that was oh, me. You, oh, okay. Well, they, they're accurate because right after JP said that on that show, you chimed in and you're like, I haven't been offered a beer all day and I'm sitting in a closet and you think you're on the fringe of the group? So That's true. You can I am see why on the they fringe said of the group, but I don't I care. See. You also get blasted by my phone. Can we just hear it once more? <laughs> oh, I uh, yes, here it is. It's okay to begin. No, no, that's the wrong one. I want to hear that one once more, too. I want to hear them all again. All right, let's hear Tasty once more. It's always funny. It's okay to begin on the inside. Sure. It's like it's okay to be white on the inside, black on the outside. I've always felt like on the fringe of the group. What was that doing? Like looking. I mean, the thing is that had it been JP, it really wouldn't have been as funny. There's something about Tasty saying that that makes it so funny to me. It's more from the heart. I've always felt like on the fringe of the group, and I still, I still to this day do. Like nobody called me to hang out with him yesterday. Okay. See, it's not so much a T-shirt. That's a coffee mug. Yeah, it's like a coffee mug. Yeah. Moscow, I gotta tell you, I, I love this fucking game. I, you know, as I was putting it together, I had a feeling you guys would like this. this but I, but it, it was harder to pull clips than you think it was. I like, bet, yeah. you know, there's a lot of like actual information and serious talk that goes and a on. Bunch of bullshit. People too. complain a lot about the bullshit, but there's not. I mean, it took me a while to find, you know, clips that would work well. For right. This game. Uh, then you're gonna hate what a success this game is so far. I know. I'm gonna have to scour more. Yeah. Just shows. listen to the last half hour of every show. <laughs> right. That, yeah. You know, that's what I did. I listen to the first like and that. last half an hours of every show. But yeah, I mean, I've, I have enough of your guys' voices in my head to last me a lifetime. <laughs> so we have a tie game between Nicole and Ryan. How many questions do you have left? Uh, I have one, two, three, four more. Okay, then everyone can still play. All right, okay. go ahead. The next one is, I've been shopping today, and I've been looking at gag balls and leather straps, and I was wondering about my BFF, uh, Cocoa Butter. Oh. Mm. Nicole. Bevo, can I do All right, Nicole buzzed in. I want to know what you guys think. <laughs> I think caller. Oh, I know it's a caller. It was Blobber. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. a caller. I'll say caller, too. Yeah. No, I think it's about caller. Blobber. That's what I was going to guess anyway. All right, so you're going caller? caller. All right, play caller. Well, I've been shopping today, and I've been looking at, you know, gag balls and oh! straps, and I was wondering I about that my BFF. <laughs> God, that, that damn. was Blobber, right? That was Blobber, yeah. And it was, I don't so, think it was a bad microphone. Yeah, he has, like, a lisp filter on yeah. it. <laughs> it's, not, it's, a bad, it's a bad frontal lobe. It's not a bad microphone. <laughs> All right, I guess that one. So, I, so two of them were way too easy, and then the rest of them too hard. Well, I don't know. That one was tough for me. I, 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 
I don't know our callers well enough. I would have said JP on that one, too. <laughs> what have I not said JP on? That's true. I've always felt like on the fringe of the group. I still, I still to this day do. Like, nobody called me to hang out with him yesterday. The end line is perfect. Like, for example... <laughs> Duh! All right. So that's two points for Nicole. So uh, I guess if she gets one more, she's the winner. Right. Uh, all right. Next one is... I'm about to line up these plastic cups that we've been drinking beer out of and just pee right down the line. <laughs> Cocoa butter. <laughs> Ryan. Okay, Ryan chimed in. Go ahead, Ryan. Who do you think? Uh, I'm going to have to say caller. Well, he couldn't piss in the cups. A drunk of the week caller, yeah. man? I'm thinking Bevo. I gotta I think. disagree. I think it's I think it's JP. Do I get points if he's wrong and I'm right? <laughs> no, no. Although we oh, may adjust okay. the rules the next time. Why isn't it that. Chad? I think it's Doc. Huh. Why oh, isn't Why yeah. isn't it, Why isn't the dark horse? Because Where's the Chad quote. Yeah, if you think yeah. about it, who gives us the plastic cups all the time? Tasty. It's Tasty and Chad usually, right? right? I can't right. pee while standing. I like well, Tasty's guess. I clean. think actually it's Bevo or Doc. I, I'm, I'm inclined to go with Tasty's guess of Doc. Too. Doc kind of mm. sounds like yeah. Sounds like I have to line up. Yeah, the, you're right. Read it though. again. Oh, like he had to pee during, and there was no break coming up, so he's pissed and he wants to pee no, in the cups right. or something. Yeah, and he yeah, does yeah, yeah. get angry about that. Yeah. I'm about to line up <laughs> these plastic cups that we've been drinking beer out of and just pee right down the line. It might be I'm me. Gonna I was gonna. I'm thinking you. It might be me. I think it might be you. Yeah. I would do that. You would? Who chimed in on this one? You would say it. I think Ryan Ryan. chimed in, right? Ryan, did you buzz in? (laughs) Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, All right, what do you want to say? What do you want to go with? The American Blubber? I'm actually, uh, you guys pulled me over. I think, uh, honestly, whatever you say, I'm going to go with. I'll I'll put it with you. With with me, well, we all said different things, Ryan. So what's your answer? He says me. Uh, Justin is your answer. No, he says whatever I say. Oh, huh? It's now. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with Justin. It's me or Doc. Are you married, Ryan? Yeah. Mm. You sound like it. <laughs> oh, whatever you say, honey, it's fine. I don't really well, have no, an he opinion. He just said he's going to go with Justin. No, he did it. Well, you're going with Justin's opinion or no, you're going, he's with, going Justin? with Justin? as the answer. No, he's going with no, Justin's no, 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 opinion. I'm going to go with Justin's opinion. Oh, no. I am married. Okay, okay. Now you understand you guys, what I'm saying. Man. You guys already know uh, who I'm married to. I, you know, I'm thinking Doc. I think that Doc would say it. I think I could have said it. But I, but I wouldn't have. I, I wish it was Chad. Because I'm the one who gets to take us to break. So I wouldn't complain about not having to go to break. I would just take us to break. No, because there have been times when we've kept you. Oh. And you've had to pee. Remember the time oh, we were standing up? Oh, it was up? long ago. Yeah, your eyes were turning yellow? I think it's Justin. All right, we're going to go with me. We're going to do me. <laughs> I'm about to line up these plastic cups that we've been drinking beer out of and yeah. just pee right <laughs> down the line. There we go. <laughs> Point That's for Ryan. That sounds Ryan. like an old Good show, job, too. Ryan. That was late in the show. So now we're back to a tie game, thank right? Thank you. Yeah, we are. And I have uh, two more questions, so I hope one of you guys... Well, I know. feel like we should take uh, Spider, Wrangler, and Colin out of the mix so as not to have some kind of crazy tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only the people that are contending right now. Right. So, Spider, Wrangler, a job well done, but we're going to have to let you go. Yeah, I didn't even get in for any of those. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Spider sounds like Roger. Spider, would you like to go in for Drunk of the Week while you're at it? or No, I, I thought about defending my title, but I've I've had one beer. So. That's fucking Roger, uh, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> that is Roger. This, is, this, is, this isn't Roger. This is Ryan. 
Tell me you're going to cut me. Uh, no, it's not Ryan, Ryan. As in Spider Wrangler Ryan, not the other Ryan. Somebody's getting cut tonight. It's close, but it's not quite Roger. It's Roger's evil <laughs> yeah. twin. Oh, sure, you fucking ass. I'll fuck if, bitch. if I was Roger, I would be much angrier and the phone would be on my naked ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a good point. He makes a good point. Yeah, you do get it. Yeah. That's great. All right, and Spider. Yeah. Spider and Colin, we're letting you guys eight go. Hours to get back in time for the show. Hey, whoa! I am going for drunk of the week, though. Colin, you want in for drunk of the week? Yeah, that was my original call. I'm pretty wasted. Okay, tell us how your friends would know that you're real drunk right now. What do they tell you that they know when you're drunk? They tell me to shut the fuck up. So they would. I talk way too goddamn much when I'm drunk. Right. You've been real quiet in yep. this game, though. I have because I'm. Too drunk to realize what you guys are talking about. <laughs> good point. That's a good point. Colin, wh- where are you calling from? Dallas, Texas. Texas. Calling from. Uh. <laughs> don't make fun of Texas. Wherever the fuck I am, I don't know. I'll be calling any goddamn place I am. I don't know. Uh, all right, Colin. I'm back from the Bay Area. Oh, you did? Yeah. What was your favorite? I drink. What was that? What was your favorite beer spot? Uh, my favorite beer spot, uh, I like the 2 one It was pretty damn good. Uh, my favorite beer had to be all the Russian River beers. Right. I had, uh, Pliny and Damnation and Supplication See? and, uh, what else? They had Consecration. Okay. They're all great. Yeah, all good yeah. beers. That's true. We'll give you that. All right, Colin, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Sweet. Cheers, brother. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, that leaves us with Nicole and Ryan. They're tied 2-2. And you guys ready? Hey. It's okay to be gay on the inside. Sure. So I guess it's okay to be white on the inside, black on the outside. We should put, we should put that to montage music. Yes. We should destroy that. <laughs> All right, here's the next quote, guys. They just need to take the couple to the head and then call in. If I can understand what you're saying when you call in, you're not drunk enough. Cocoa butter. Well, it sounds like Justin. Mm-hmm. Could be Bevo. Well, someone, oh, no one right. wants to buzz Nobody's in. Nobody's ringing in. Uh, Ryan. Ryan, right. Ryan buzzed in. Wait, uh, I'll repeat it once more for you, Nicole. They just need to take the couple to the head and then call in. If I can understand what you're saying when you call in, you're not drunk enough. I think Ryan buzzed in, though. You got a yeah. guess, Ryan? Ryan did buzz in. Yeah, I'm going to say that's uh, Justin. Yeah, I think it's me, too. It, it, well, because you usually three. well, you usually take the calls for drunk of the week. You just take them right from Bevo because by the time she's on eighth level for Angry Birds. But yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's me. I've got it narrowed down to three of us. It's me, Doc, or JP. Doc tends to get weird with the with the drunk of the week call. And it gets a little aggressive. And with the if drunk. it's if it's recently, then JP gets real angry with the drunk of the week callers. So that's why I'm, I might narrow it down to me or JP. Um, Doc is in the chat room, by the way. Oh so yeah, he's nice. he's voting me. He's voting, to but JP I don't think I said it. it. I, I I might go with Chad, and that it's Bevo. Huh? Oh. It's interesting because I can hear her getting all fucking you know panol on her ass. <laughs> <laughs> if I can understand you, then you ain't drunk enough. Elsab, you know El-Sab. that's a good point. I would switch to Bevo. I that would be me. Yeah, uh, but Ryan, you said true. it was me. What do you want to do? I'm actually going to stick with you, because Bebo doesn't say a whole lot. She just kind of passes it along to you. Right. And uh, 
So, yeah, stay with you. I okay. wish you said a lot less. Play it. They just need to take a couple to the head and then call in. <laughs> if I can understand what you're saying when you call in, you're not drunk enough. <laughs> nice work, Chad. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know that, JP? I knew yeah. that was me. That was Chad, man. All right. Chad brought me back. Nice. All right, well, I hope someone nice. wins on this one because it's the last one I got. Last question. Whichever one of you gets it is our winner. Scott, we'll just replay one of the first ones. They won't know. Let's Yeah, let's do that. Oh, I muted it. God damn it. All right, forget it. All right, next quote. Remember the time you were choking the broad, and Jamil could hear it out in the other room, and then you shit on her chest. That was great. Cocoa butter. All right, Nicole? I think that's Jay. It's got to be, right? It's got to be. I think it's definitely me. Yeah. I think it's Jay. I think so, too. We don't think about the shit on the chest thing that much. But <laughs> Justin, he, it's all he does all the time. Thinking about it. Well, and plus, I was the only one here when that happened because I know the context. Jamil came in to do either Kenny Brewer or Brew Strong on a Saturday, and, and then somebody shit on his chest. And what? well, as as Jamil and I were sitting here in the studio, we heard Schumann banging some broad yeah, in, in the stabbing cabin. In the in the stabbing cabin. <laughs> yeah. And then on the show we brought it up. So yeah. I, I but it think could it's, be anybody really. It could, it's an open field because we we riffed on that for like ten minutes, right? But I'm right. pretty sure it was you. Okay, Nicole. Final I wish answer? it was Chad. <laughs> I, I'm gonna stick with my answer. Yeah. Play it. Remember the time you were choking the broad and Jamil could hear it out in the other room, and then you shit on yeah. her chest. That was great. That All right, was Nicole's great. the winner. Nice job, Nicole. Nicole, well done. She knows her. Yeah. She listens. She's a listener. Wow. This game. I've always felt well like done. a fringe of the group, and <laughs> yeah. I still, I still to this day do. Like, nobody called me to hang out with them yesterday. Yeah. Here's what the best thing about this game is. It truly showcases how fucked up we all are. <laughs> Everyone. I mean, right down to the respectable guy in the room, Tasty, ends up coming out of this game looking like all fucked up. So this is what I really love about this game. Is that it's every okay one of us. on the inside. Uh, sure. So I guess it's okay to be white on the inside, black on the outside. <laughs> and Bebo's fucked up quotes. I'm just racist. <laughs> yeah. Stereotypical. It's not race. Oh. Racist. Do you yeah. think that the limit to, to ride the joke. rides is lower because it. Asian people are shorter? No. No. Jeez. Whatever. I only speak the truth. I love this game. All right. Nicole's the winner of the inaugural version. Well done, Nicole. First but, annual. What's great about Nicole winning is that we know her, so we don't have to give her a prize. <laughs> well, we can't because uh, she's a relative of an employee of the brewery now. Yeah, yeah. They're ineligible to win. That's true. Actually, you're not, not technically. Oh. Not even a relative. <laughs> friend. That's, That's true. true. Friend. It's a friend. <laughs> You've been downgraded, Nicole. Actually, she is an employee of a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Oh. So I'm sure it's yeah. in, that's in oh. other affiliates. Yeah, for sure. As if we even have fine print. That's somewhere in our fine print. So. Does that mean I can't compete for Joke of the Week ever either? Oh, no, no. We would never ban you from that. Yeah. You're just so goddamn good at it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. In fact, you're probably in the running again tonight. <laughs> Drops me off at the barrel room before he comes over to the show again. Uh, I'll pick gonna, you up in a couple hours, honey. <laughs> Crawl inside a bunk. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I get home, I'll do the same. <laughs> oh! Ouch! What do you mean? Ow! I have to get two stitches tonight. <laughs> One on each side. Uh, All right, Nicole. <laughs> All right, well done, Nicole. Congratulations. And Ryan, oh, so close, man. Thanks for playing. 
Good hey, stuff. man. It was, uh, oh, it's a pleasure to go against Nicole, obviously. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Put her on. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Okay. All good, right. Good job, Moskowitz. Yeah. All right. That was Guess Who Said It. So so far, I've got Stump the Stoner and Guess Who Said It. Those are the games that we're going to play from now on. Both can, good games. Can, can you put Stump the Stoner in that category yet? As that good? Oh, I think it was. Yeah, the last, the last one was, was pretty great. good, but it was, that was that was better. This one's better. Yeah, let's play this. Yeah. That's a lot more work for me. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Well, what else yeah, let's play this. The name, guess who said it, isn't as clever as Stump you know, the Stoner. You I, know, I thought about it, and I was like, Babylon Brewcasters? I, I had, then it just I got, gets I cheesy, had nothing. Right? Yeah, uh, nothing. Keep working on it. Maybe listeners right. can help you. If they could send in some of the Oh, yes, that's clips. a great idea. Mm-hmm. If you have suggestions for the name of this game, please email them to me. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish up Drunk of the Week and a couple other things. Then we're going to get the hell out of here. Thanks for hanging with us. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now. There's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. Summertime has arrived, home brewers, and the fine folks at More Beer are thirsty. With the arrival of summer's heat, More Beer's got you covered with great deals on temperature control and some fantastic lawnmower beer kits. Ranko and Johnson temperature controllers, thermal wells, and thermometers, as well as light and refreshing beer kits you're going to love this hot summer. Stay on top of your home brew's temperature and keep your kegs topped up, too. Summertime beer and gears from your friends at More Beer and morebeer.com. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. 
Since 1921, Mundins has been a provider of quality malted grain and extracts. What did he just say? What did he say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this guy's last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients an infant home brewer needs. Something about trains? What? Language is this guy speaking? He's from Austria. Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in malting. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Muntins for brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Muntins. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes...
going slow. I missed my turn. Which way do I go? Get back of the car. You're going to jail. No. Peg, you do that shit. starting don't be discouraged by all this stuff it's exactly. so easy just throw it yeah. together dude. put some sugar gonna... and some water and some yeast in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. You know, we do all these interviews on here, and brewers come on. They give us recipes and things like that. And uh, one great way to brew the beer that we talk about is by uh, using Beersmith.com. You use their Beersmith software. They just come out with Beersmith 2.0, as a matter of fact, which is a great new version that everybody's talking about. I know that Brad spent a lot of time in development. You can go right now to Beersmith.com and check it out and uh, get a free 21-day trial of the software. And I know we gave a few out at the at NHC, and people were so excited to get it because they heard so much about it. Uh, I think I gave Nate one. Brad wanted us to kind of pass out the, the key codes and make sure that we were all using them here so we knew about it. And uh, Beersmith.com, you can go check it out. Free 21-day trial version uh, all on your own just by going over there. Uh, you can easily design world-class beers at home, make your brewing day easier, design a recipe in just a few minutes, and then generate step-by-step brewing instructions that tell you how to brew your beer, which is, you know, let's face it, perfect for me. Uh, you can build recipes quickly. Just pick items uh, from the including, uh, included ingredient tables, and Beersmith will estimate your color, OG, bitterness, uh, everything. It really does it all. 
And it does it in a way that looks better than any of the other software out there. I think it's a little more intuitive. By far. And, uh, especially if you're kind of a techie geek like me, then it just makes it a lot of fun to use because it has so many different things. Um, you know, I would recommend that you could kind of use it side by side with your existing uh, brewing software and kind of get a feel for it because, you know, you don't want to change everything on your brew day. But you could kind of put in the recipe on the software that you're used to using. And then during your free 21-day trial, you can do it on Beersmith all at the same time. And I'm pretty confident that you'll find it's a it's a little more fun. It ends up being a lot easier. There's a lot more things that you can control. And just go check it out. And it's free to even do that. If at the end of the 21 days you're happy with your existing one, no big deal. It's a done deal. But uh, if you end up liking it, then you can pick it up. It's pretty cheap, too. So Beersmith.com, go check it out. So I wanted to, you know, at NHC... Uh, I, I, I end up, uh, well, there's a lot of things that happen. I end up real busy. I end up real scatterbrained. I end up real drunk. And a whole bunch of times, I don't even get to try the official beer of the NHC. Yeah. So luckily, Shat, being smarter than me, uh, going around looking for beer, brought home a few bottles of the, um, I always want to call it symposium beer, because I think that's what they call it at the Crap Brewers Conference. conference. Beer, but yeah. it's the conference beer that gets made just for that. This is my first drop of it right here. I didn't get to try it at all, and I was so we were cleaning. I was cleaning out all the, you know, basically unpacking just this weekend. From when was NHC? Two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I'm finally unpacking things, and I find all these bags of beer that Chad brought home. I was so happy to find them. Put them in the fridge. Um, so I heard great things about the NHC beer this year. No, it's the the best. So, I, I drank them all warm. Oh, you did? You still because they them. were so good. So this one is the Porter. What do you know about the the beers? Anything? Um, I, I Just from what I read on the label. So I think this is the Porter that I want to say Tommy Arthur brewed yeah, this was, when he this was first... Port brewing. Yeah, right. when he, when he was like he was one of assistant. his first beers. Yeah. Hmm. So um, it was, he brewed it in... It was, it's not like half homebrew or anything. It's not, no, it's, it's a collaboration with Tommy and I think uh, another... Uh, uh, Troy... Something. Troy Aikman. Yeah, it was from a, it's Troy, from Aikman. a Troy Aikman. That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's from an old brew pub that was in, in San Diego that's been, yeah, I think been it was long, long gone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's fucking great. Can I be honest with you? I actually kind of like it warmer. I oh, like yeah. it like it's room real temperature. It's cold right now. Yeah, I like a room temp. It's a nice porter. It's oh, it great. is a nice porter. It's smooth and chocolatey and, and oh, it's fucking awesome. It is good. It's awesome. All right, so this is, and how many beers did they brew for NHC this year? I, th- three. I, I saw three, three bottles there. Three. Yeah, there was a dark session from uh, Ale Smith Which in was collaboration good. with, I think, at least one other brewer. And then uh, there was a black double IPA from Stone. Yep. It was a, just a giant, really complex, interesting beer, too. Can you grab them, Shat? Only because you, you know what they sure. look like. But I put them all in the first door of the Stripperator. They're all right there. And I only grabbed this one because I didn't know which of the other ones were actual NHC beers. But I want to try them now. I didn't get it before they go away or go bad or anything else. I've never yeah. had this porter before. It's really, really it's nice. It's really good. Wow. I, yeah. just, I heard people like raving about them all week about how good the conference beers were this year. It's the best conference beer uh, from NHC in, in memory. Mm. And I've been going since 2001. It's like the best. Yum. All right. Let's Mainly do this. It's, not um, it's like Evil Twin. Oh, by the way, the, the chat room uh, is offering $500 if we cut Nate's hair on the air. Five hundred dollars to who? Nate. Uh, who gets it hasn't money? been specified, but I would Two say three fourths network. would go to Nate, and then oh. one fourth would go to me for facilitating. Does it have to happen tonight? No. Anytime. 
Yeah. If when it happens, it happens on the air, we're getting 500 bones? Yeah. Well, no, we get the 500 first, and then we cut the hair. That's well, a good point, yes. Moscow. Yes. Jew. We have been, he is, and he's great but, for you us. Know, because there that's is a, smart, Moscow. Needs Thank a cloak you. with a hood. I won't name it, but there's another giveaway we did where someone promised us 500 bucks. It wasn't even an individual. It was a company yeah. who got involved in a giveaway that we did, which was a fantastic giveaway. And I never saw that 500 yeah. bones. Oh. And so, you're you right. You could have used a Jew on your crew back then, right? Yeah, we needed a Jew on the crew. Well, in fact, that should be our motto. Have a Jew, Jew on your the crew, crew and things you will do. I don't know. Whatever the hell. I think that's a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> yeah. Right. One, one Jew, two Jew. Nate, don't yes. fall for it. No, don't do it. No. Like, well, fall. Can I, what see if how, I see if, how it sounds bad right now? Justin's gonna find a way to say it in a different way, and you're gonna be like, okay, all right, I'll do that. Then, I'll be like, uh, and then four years later, you're gonna be like, why the hell did I dance on that pole? It's true. Here's how. No, go I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get in total doc mode on one of these shows and drink a lot, and that's probably when it's gonna be proposed again. Then I will stupidly agree to it, and then we'll do Dude, that's it. That's how I get it. you. That's how I get you. And then I start to like appeal to your rational side. I start to go. Look, Nate. I can't afford. Come it on, it's only much. hair. You can grow back. Right, well, I start to go, not even that. That's the obvious one. I start to go. How long you been doing this, man? I mean, <laughs> you know, you didn't make it in the rock and roll route. Uh, you, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this know, is the one. You, you, you gotta had, give up the look. Brother. You kind of had your chance, but now look at you're yeah. growing up a little bit. You bought a house. You're this is how I get soon. you. I start to appeal to like you're going to be forty before you're going to be twenty one again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So listen, Bevo. You're young, you're still single, you're engaged to Sam, but you're not married yet. Right. Your body still looks pretty good, you haven't had any kids. That's true. And I'm like, one day you're going to look back in this video, you're going to be a big fat mess, but you're going to look back and you're going to go, you know what? It used to be me. I was fucking hot. Yeah. That's how I got her. It worked. <laughs> she's like, yeah. Next thing you know, she's out buying high heels and a fucking bustier. First of all, you bought the bustier. I already own the high heels. Yeah, whatever. So However it works. Yeah, I'll help buy her. the scissors, too. Whatever I got to do. <laughs> if whoever presented that sends the money in, I will hold Nate down and cut it myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. I got some drunk of the week calls, it looks like. I'll uh, save my sideburns for can, 20 bucks. You can be those. You can be like those nice fellows from Metallica. What is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> all yeah. cleaned up now. Yeah. I'll have to go to rehab then, too, and I won't be able to do the show anymore. You'll suck. Fun. I'll, yeah. I'll start to bring in... I'll do all of it. I'll start to bring in Nicole. Well, we could do a... Uh, we could do... Uh, people are also saying we should do a fundraiser. Right. Just like that could be one of the, some random fundraiser that we do. We could probably get 1500 bucks. I bet. That'd be nice. I bet. That'd be nice. Especially here in the studio Especially afterwards. if you did it also. Oh, that's not going to happen. Dude, I bet we can do 2500 You've seen me with short hair. It's I know. It's really this. good, too. <laughs> you look it's... like a Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I kind of look yeah. like that. It's like a messy one now. See, I, I didn't even get into like the where it really would would hammer it home for Nate is I just start talking about how difficult it is to have long hair and how much yeah. longer it takes. Oh, it's that's where I hammer it home. And it takes so long like, to oh, dry. He'll cut it himself when yeah. I'm done with him. Well, and then at that point afterwards, I'll be like, well, look, I really can't afford to give that money up. So <laughs> just consider it good radio. You made good radio today. Right. That's right. It was, like, a, it was know, a really good show. Who hasn't well, been hit with that one? Don't worry. One day I'll give it no back way. to you. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be good. You know what? Uh, I'll have a, here's a here's a Cantillon bottle. All right, let's go to B-Round. Is that the name there from Pismo Beach? What's up, brother? Bevo's on the phone? What's up, guys? How we doing tonight? We're doing all right. How's Pismo treating you? In Pismo, the weather is good, and check this out. Okay. So I rode my bicycle down to this bar, one of the coolest beer bars on the coast, and they've got the shoots on tap, which I love to shoot. And they told me that as soon as we're killing this keg, we're going to tap in this really cool beer, from Pittsburgh, California, called Evil Twin. Mm, <laughs> nice. 
Shook the keg. Yeah. There's only about 10 porters left. I made sure we killed those 10 porters. And, you know, I'd love to give you guys this whole list of all these crazy beers I was drinking tonight, you know. But I decided a couple porters, get rid of this keg, and let's go Evil Twin all flipping night and... Is this not like one of the greatest beers ever? Heretics, nice Evil job. Twin. Yeah, I like this story. Evil Twin. And in I, fact, I can't, give you, I can't give you guys a better story than that. I've got everybody that walks right. in, they go like, so what kind, of, what kind of beer should we drink tonight? And I just stand up and yell, if you don't drink Evil Twin... Then get out of the bar because this thing's gonna change your fucking life. Because <laughs> I will kick you in the nuts. Yeah. This thing's gonna change your fucking life. Yeah, I started my beer drinking day at about 2 p.m. with some evil twin myself. Jay uh, Z dropped us off a keg when he came to do uh, Bruce Strong the other day, and we've got Good. it on tap too. It's good shit. Why am I not drinking? Winning. Winning. <laughs> all right, so, that's where you lost me. Yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> With that that's egg being it. laid. That's all, that's all I got for you guys, man. All right. All right. You are all in the long. running. You're in the running for Jog of the Week, man. No, no, no. In the running? That's called winning right there. <laughs> hey, one other guy who's going to call in and say, Hey, guys, I'm drinking Evil Twin for like two bucks a pint. Because that's bullshit. Nobody drinks Evil Twin for two bucks a pint. It's Evil Twin to the fullest. This right. beer is the bomb. To the fullest. Yeah. D-Round just fired up his moped. To the hella fullest. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah. Cullen yeah. lives <laughs> under the freeway <laughs> out in right? Pot. Out. It, it, all right. If you can't get evil... You're in the running. And let's go now to Mark from North Carolina. Mark, what's happening, brother? So, guys? <laughs> hey, Mark. Hey, guys. What a difference. What's going in, brother? <laughs> he sounds like the dog. But I don't know, Davey. What's up, man? <laughs> uh, I'm a wee bit drunk today, and I, I felt like calling in for my first time. Did you smoke some weed, too? I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but, you, you know, is it just me? Or no, it's like, so obvious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I didn't want to have, like, the weed sixth sense. That's not a sense I want. I thought maybe, well, that's good. I see dry clone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How much, let's, let's ask you, you know, instead of your beer resume, uh, how many bowls have you smoked tonight? Um, three bong hits, actually. Three bong hits. And I just spilled my beer all over my floor. That's a common theme here tonight. It's <laughs> pillage tonight. And do you get good weed in North Carolina? Actually, yes. It's pretty good. Well, I'm feeling any weed is good weed out there. <laughs> it takes yeah, me away from true. this hateful place. <laughs> all right. And if your friends were all around you right now, what are you doing that, that would let them know that you're drunk? How do they know you're hammered right now? Probably spilling my beer all over myself like I just did. You did. How much beer did you just spill on yourself? An entire glass of homebrew. <laughs> oh, Sixteen ounces. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a little. It's probably not a secret. That's how you know I'm fucking drunk too. I spill beer on myself constantly when I've been drinking on my lap, right down my shirt while I'm standing up. I'm like a big idiot. Like I I can't even, I can't even find my mouth. I don't even know where it is anymore. Spill it everywhere, soaking wet. Why don't wear white? Well, it's after I do got something to say, though. All right. The dude before might have had heretic brew, but I defiled my body and got a giant hop grenade tattooed on my arm. Oh, I, nice. I've seen it on the forum. Hey, is yours, the, is yours the one that's the hop grenade and then it's got the banner over it that says brew free or die? Yes, sir. Oh, that's that's a freaking cool awesome one too, man. That's really good. That's a badass tattoo. It, me and Two and A could go ahead and share. We can co-own that tattoo. Yeah. Basically, he can put a trademark on the banner, and I'll put a little TM on the hop grenade, and we we kind of own you. All right, that's cool with me. 
It's actually a fucking rad concept. I really like what you did with it. It was good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Were you drunk when you got it? Um, a little bit. A little Not bit. too much. Right. They don't really let you go. Get I was going to say they always. I always hear that they don't. They it won't. depends on where you go. They're supposed to boot you, but you can still go to some hardcore places like in Vegas and get it. But you bleed more when you're drunk too. Yeah. Right. But you know it's fine. <laughs> a little bit of blood. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it's a nice clear tattoo. He obviously wasn't wasted. Looked pretty good. Right. Okay, you're in the running, man. Word. Sweet. Cheers, Thanks. brother. Later. All right, and then uh, we'll try Fierce Face from St. Cloud. Where's he St. used to be Fierce Beard, but Minnesota. he had to shave, so I changed Wait a minute, Fierce what? Face. It's not Beardy. No. Oh, okay. Because no. I thought we had worked that out. <laughs> no, 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 he has some He's weird name. Saint Dude, Cloud, my heart just yeah. dropped when you said that. I thought, I thought Beardy had lost it. <laughs> wow. Where, where is St. Cloud? It should Cloud? be like 10,000 bucks if Beardy I'm, cuts I'm his here. beard. Hey, Fierce I'm Face. Here. What's up, buddy? Uh been drinking <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> sorry I'm like new I'm new to your uh, I'm new to your site for over the last like, couple months but I've been uh, been getting real into it I like that and uh, and uh, I tell all my friends about it and I make my friends at my factory listen to you guys during work and shit too you know <laughs> guys so- don't even like Guys that don't even like beer like your show. Oh, that's oh, good. Nice, I man. like that. Yeah, a guy that doesn't like beer is barely a guy. Who you working with? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite with fierce face than than a bowl of weed. I'm gonna say line of coke. I think I think he snorted a line of coke before. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking crystals. I'm thinking. No. No drugs in your system right no, now. Sorry. Okay. No, That'd be a monster. Just a bunch of certainly furious and uh, some in a can. Okay. And Heineken in a can. And Heineken. <laughs> and, uh, Is that your, uh, what's that, your filler beer? Um, well, I've got, I had like a bunch of like partial six packs laying around. Cause I <laughs> you ran to, out of beer. Dude. I try to get something new, you know, sometimes and sometimes something old. I don't know. And whereas <laughs> Tasty said, you ran out of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heineken in a can is good. <laughs> if you had better beer, you'd yeah. be drinking it, wouldn't you? It is, yeah. it's I, I don't mind a little Heineken. Minnesota, man. You can't. Can't buy any beer on Sunday in Minnesota. No, nope. oh, no. right. Yep, you got to go to a bar, okay, a pub, that's or something. Fair. They hey, take b- whatever. But soon you can sell your homebrew to a bar there. No, it's Michigan. No. Michigan. <laughs> is, it, is there a difference? Can, I believe uh, just just recently you can sell uh, growlers as a homebrewer out of your house in Minnesota. Whoa, now, I think. No what? way. What? Yeah, but Moscow, you get on Minnesota. How enlightened! No, wow. But you can't sell. But you can't buy beer on Sunday. Right. How archaic is that? That's I'll stupid. Tell you, Chad, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'd put up a drive through window fucking tomorrow if we could sell growlers out of this house. You are on the corner. Right. We'll call the ABC. Yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> Do that tomorrow. Scott, get on that. I'm happy, wow. I'm happy to report that Minnesota's growler bill passed its committee vote this past Friday. Based on what the senator in my district said, it sounds like it's well on its way to becoming law later this year. Okay. All right. Wow. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's happening, I think, anyway. It means that pubs can yeah. fill a growler to take home, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with home. We'd be set up oh. in a bowling alley. Awesome. How many growlers would we sell at Cal- the Chaco Bowl over there? I love bowling alleys. California Grand Casino. You yeah, white trash casino. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It might have changed. I'm reading from something that's, that's a few years old, so it might have changed. Bevo is like, oh, there's something about bowling alleys and, I love bowling. and home that just really <laughs> speak to me. That really make me feel like I home. I hate you. 
I do love bowling. There's something really gratifying about taking a really heavy object and throwing it as hard as you can at something. <laughs> right? And knocking it down. It's true. Yeah. Right? Well, it's, it's That's reverse. what Sam said when Bevo got pregnant. It's an analogy for reverse racism. <laughs> right. The black man will topple the white man <laughs> with the red on his head. Mark no. that time down, Moscow. That's, 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 yeah, but see, I got, we have to play that game in like 2014. Yeah. Otherwise, you guys will know. Right. All right, so if your friends were around you right now, how would they know that you're drunk? Because uh, 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 when I point at something, I use all five fingers instead of just one. <laughs> that's a fucking weird thing. He's saluting. I love that. That's how, <laughs> they're like, dude, you're doing it again. Yeah. Oh, that thing right over there. Are you there. pointing at me or are you pointing at all of us? I can't tell. That's funny. Exactly. Are you sure it's not one finger and you can just see five fingers? <laughs> right. When you do it, do you make a little mustache? <laughs> right. One hand makes a mustache, want, the other one points. I want that over there. Let me do it to the camera. Yeah. Give me on so the, they know what yeah. Bevo's Right on here. the top shelf, right up there. I want that one right and there. Right Sorry, there. Scott. No, no, oh, there. Just, uh, not Moscow's there. Pissed. There. Right there. Yeah. Hey, there. They killed Greeks, too. I'm That's glad way I'm not the only one making World War II jokes. Turn into a neo-Nazi when you're drunk. Again, right. racist comment from Bevo. Hey, hey, Fierce Face, did you have that answer chambered? Like, that was a really specific, quick answer. That's what no. I was hoping for. He said, uh, he stammered pretty good. <laughs> no, I just, they tell me it all the time. They're like, dude, you're fucking playing with your whole hand. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Why They're like, you dude, you're doing it again. That's I don't know who you're good. pointing at. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, yeah. Fierce I Face. I might have met a homebrew club. Oh, you did? On your chat room tonight. Yeah, I got invited to a meeting tomorrow night. I'm going to go to my first probably homebrew club in Monticello. Dude, they're going to uninvite you after this. <laughs> Make sure you wear something pretty. Yeah, maybe. Don't put out on the they're first date. Like, hug me when I come in. Who says? <laughs> like, oh, we love you. Tell them all about being drunk the week. Yeah, they'll love it. If you get it. Yeah, if fine. you get it. Yeah. Embarrassing. One or the other. All right, Fierce Face. You're in the, you're in the running. Thanks, man. All right, thanks a lot. Later, brother. All right. Uh, oh, is this Sarah 36C on line four? What we got going on? Hey, Sarah, what's happening? I just woke up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Well, not much. Drunk again, I'm aren't you? I'm trying to get... Going for oh, a repeat. <laughs> no, I was just uh, calling to say hi. That was it. I'm oh. not even trying to play for Drunk of the Week. What, I are we dating right hi. now? <laughs> What? What, are, what are we gonna have a conversation? Yeah. Well, sort what, of. are we fucking married? Are we dating? <laughs> you want to ask me what I'm doing? So what you doing? Yeah. Sure. How was your day? How was your day, Sarah? <laughs> no, I just wanted to say hi because I just wanted to prove that you can still drink and not have to call in as drunk of the week. <laughs> I so see. Drink yeah, and like that. you're calling in as a normal person. In the morning. You made your point. You're, well, semi. You're totally proving it right now. <laughs> Speaking of semi, yeah. Did I tell you it's Sarah 36C on the phone right now? <laughs> Someone feel Tasty's yes, crotch right here. now. <laughs> Moscow, grab his crotch. Hey, I did that right at the beginning. I gotta leave the room again. Just grab right, it real I'll, quick. I'll, I'll I have to leave the room. It's not Thanks, gay. Sarah. It's part of your it's job. It's okay to be gay on the inside, Jay, not the outside. <laughs> right. You can't be grabbing that stuff. Chad can grab it. They're good friends. Oh, hey. Not that good. <laughs> not that close. <laughs> all right. Well, Sarah, anything Hi. else to say for yourself? That's all. We're glad um, to hear from you. 
Okay, good. Hey, I know. I'm glad to talk to you. Now, if you were if you were running uh, if you were in the running for drunk of the week, what would your friends say yeah. to you that that how they know you're you're real drunk? How would they know? Well, I would start to get naked, so that would probably be the start of it. Their friends are like, yeah, "Look, she's naked again. Uh, she must be drunk." I, was, I knew you'd say that. Really, you get naked in front of your friends when you're drunk. Unfortunately, people that aren't unfortunately, that aren't even my friends. <laughs> Strangers. It's, it's been it's, bad. It's been really bad because sometimes I like start to pull off my shirt and realize, oh shit! Like I don't even know these people. Oh, no, Sarah, you're just saying. No, you know what you no, need? You need you need a hockey no, jersey because bad. they button on the inside, and that way you can't pull it off over your head. That's what you need. I know. Or a straight jacket. I need to be like strapped into my clothes. I know it's bad. Now is this a is this a recent uh, occurrence or have you always yeah. done this? It is. Like what no, are you talking? The last no. year? Are you remembering suppressed yeah. memories of an uncle or something? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I start to black out and I don't realize, and I think I think I'm like in bed or something, so I start to pull off my shirt. <laughs> it's really bad, and then I realize, like, oh shit, there's like. 15 people looking at me. I better, like, stop it. Oh, and shit, I'm on the that. jumbo screen. <laughs> right. Again. <laughs> Again. And then... Yeah, I know. Does Mr. 36C get upset with you the next day, or is he just like, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever? Oh, he oh, does. No. Yeah. He oh, gets, I would. like, super pissed. I would, too. Because it happened with his boss. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> his boss is... Wait, oh, my tell God. us that story. Oh, no, I don't want to, because it's really embarrassing. Like, I'm horrified, and... He, like, wouldn't talk to me for two days because oh. of it. Now, so was it, like, yeah. at the Christmas party or what? Or, like, the company picnic? No, like, we invited his boss over to fucking have some homebrew, and then to I... To fuck and I have some homebrew happened. in that order? Oh, so it, so it was at the house. Yeah, and oh. then... He doesn't know about you getting naked? Something happened, it was, like, eight beers later, and off it came and then I was like oh shit and he like pushed me into bed and locked the door and kept me away from them and I don't know and then I woke up the next day and he was really I like how they have a lock on the outside of the bedroom (laughs) (laughs) that's the Sarah lock (laughs) now was it like the boss and his wife yes (laughs) (laughs) I love this girl every time I talk to her Sarah what does he do for a living what the boss guy well, yeah, and your and Four. your husband. All right. Yeah. Oh, he's actually like the beer um, guy at the restaurant. No, but he's so the, his boss doesn't. It was like the owner of the restaurant. No, who cared was the boss's wife. wife yes. The boss yeah. didn't care. No. He's like he asking to come much. over for more homebrew. Like, <laughs> well, not anymore, but... Right. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, she looks like Angelina Jolie. I would have liked that, but I guess I was kind of fucked up, so... Did you try to make out with her? Oh, no. I stood up and whipped my shirt off, and then uh, my husband like pushed me into the bedroom and locked me in there. He oh, so he ruined so. it. He should have given it a minute. Maybe yeah. she would have been into it, too. She might have ended up topless in another two seconds also. Yeah. Just let him hang there and go, huh? Oh. Eh? Sometimes yeah. what you got to do is you got to like, look fun. around like this, like all dumbfounded, like, oh, what do I do? I didn't even know this was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't even know she had those things. And then you kind of give it a second, and if, 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 she doesn't, if the other wife doesn't start taking her shirt, off, you go, this is really bad, and then you shove her into the bedroom. Yeah, you gauge yeah. their reaction first. But you gotta, like, feel it out, don't you? Yeah. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Tell me you grew up in Europe. Well, I'm just... <laughs> 
I'm yeah, just watching. Just... <laughs> he still has his job. Actually, Chad makes a good point. Tell Mr. 36C, the next time just go, I'm sorry. She grew up in Europe, and it's <laughs> yes, normal. That always works. It's normal. Yeah. You know, we don't... I'm exactly. trying to... You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, the boss is like, dude, your wife is myself. rad. And listen, and who? And no one wants to stifle that, Sarah. We like the way you roll, for sure. Right. No, it was pretty bad. I'm glad he still is working there. Probably got a raise. <laughs> Somebody yeah. got a raise. His boss did, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, uh... And really, the boss's wife looks like Angelina Jolie. Like bad uh, yeah. plastic surgery, Angelina, or like still doing okay? No. Oh, no. Like nice. Like nice, full tits, like skinny body, muscle, you know, beautiful. She, she was really hot. Wow. It's probably why I whipped my shirt off. Yeah, you're like, hey, <laughs> I want to be hot with you. Why not? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I but, like your spirit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to say hi. Sorry, that kind of got sidetracked. No, it's fine. Thank you for calling, Sarah. Yeah. We'll see you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Bye. Put, you. put your clothes back on. And by we'll see you, I mean or I'm going to pull up your pictures right now and see you again. <laughs> pull something. All right, what am I, back to line one, Beef, uh, with John? Yeah, line one and line two. John, what's happening, brother? You call him back already for Drunk of the Week. Oh, man, you know it. You're not supposed to call back, John. I told you that. I told him he could. Well, I can't. I can't help it. I. Dick. I just. I have to call back. Can't. He does sound drunker. He sounds like he uh, decreased in age by about fifteen years. Well, that's show policy. He's Remember like that? An, he's well, like an eighteen-year-old yeah, blobber now. I was trying to enforce show policy. He's breathing really hard. Well, okay. If if I'm if I'm decreasing in eighteen years, considering that I'm like. 38, that would be uh, 18, don't 38 minus 18, I don't know. 20? I got like Justin math. I don't know, probably four, I don't know. Justin, you remember when we made that policy, when you can only call once? <laughs> this oh. the call is the exact reason why you made that policy. Although he is proving that he's drunker now than he was before, it does up his Drunk oh, of the Week rating. I am, it I can't am, though, I because am. then we have to wait for everybody else to call back. I, have, I had to call back. You know, okay, I... I've been listening since, uh, you know, at least a year, you know, from now. And, <laughs> wow. And He's got future shows in the good. can. Yeah. And I, I, I do, okay, I love you guys. And No, I love I am, you. I He's a loving you. drunk. You do not know how much I love you. You might love me, but I love you more. Um, no, no, dude, I love uh, you. You don't even know. I love no, you. No, uh, you know you can't. You cannot describe how much I love you. And why don't you try? You, you know you, the love for you. It does not describe how much the love I have for JP. JP, you fucking rock. Justin, you're the shit. And I love. I love. I love you, John. I love you a lot. I love the way you make me feel. And uh, frankly, I love the way you smell. All right. Well, you know, if if you could, if, if this was smellovision, I'm, you know, I'm I'm sure you would, you know, you would love the way I smell. But, I, I uh, love I love the way your nutsack smells, just slightly oniony but slightly uh, cheesy at the same time. I love you. No, that's just the fucking dog. That There's another quote yeah, for the next. Uh, okay. Guess who said? Here, here's here, here's the thing. Yeah, if you if you smelled my nutsack, it would not be oniony. It would be more like cloves, maybe a little banana ester. Like a saison. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 
Hey, hey Sarah, if you're listening, call back in. <laughs> yeah, We're never getting We love you. No. Yeah. One call per caller. God damn it. Yeah, Tired no, of shit. No. No, no, one, no one call, you know, especially if there's like one big giant, you know, like group hug. I love the group hugs. Right. You know, well, you know I, I, love, I love a big group hug, especially if it's hugging JP. You know? I'll, group, I'll group hug with you, John. Mainly because the bulges in her pants will touch. And I. I love you. Where's Barbara? I love you. I just love you. That's it. I just wanted to say that man to man. You don't even know. You don't even know how much I love you. No, song bring back bad memories. I love hearing that from JP, that he sat around crying to this song at some point in his life. That's what he just said in that one little sentence. No. He just said how much he sat around crying to this song. When when no one called him to hang out the other day. He cried. I don't even talk about in high school. I'm talking about the other day. I had to I had to translate this song and to transcribe the word to this whole album for this Mexican family I was staying with in Mexico. So like they're like, can you can you write this in English? Oh fuck you, dude! Yeah, for a month I sat and listened to this fucking whole album, writing it down. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, John! You wrote, you wrote down every single lyric. Every I love you for lyric. that. I love you that you did that. That was very loving. Yes, it was very loving. I love this song. Shut up, Bebo. And, and, and as you're writing it down, did you did you shed a tear? No. Actually, it was. I was jerking off a lot. I love today. Kevin Costner in this movie too. I do too. I love sax solo. Is what I love. <laughs> Who does it? What happened to the sax? Yeah, solo? where did it go? <laughs> it disappeared. Uh, the turn of the century killed totally it. gone. <laughs> I mean, the sax solo really. It you know it started with hollow notes, and uh, it really puts a time and place in this song. You know? Yeah, it really. It really kind of gives you time to reflect. Yeah. About how much we love John. And he's still talking about it, which is amazing. You know what I love? Yeah, go ahead. I love, I love life. You keep telling it. I am actually walking outside, closing the door so I don't disturb my 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 lovely wife. Okay, we hear you, bro. All right, I love because you love us more than her. I love life. Tell us how much you. you love life. How much I love life. Tell the world. Dear world, I love you. I love and I, I love the life. I love the life you give. Oh, thank you, Radio Guns. Thank you for that. That worked so Gods, I love you. 
You can't you can't create that. No. I just have it. What a great choice of song. Good job there, Jay. Good job. Who's thankful I let him call in for a second? Not me. I'm thankful right now. Still wasn't even that good. All right, John. So when when he gets drunk, his friends say he becomes overly affectionate. John's definitely in the running for (laughs) Drunk of the Week. Uh, uh, What do we have now? Brandon from Nashville? Yes. All right. Brandon, what's up, brother? I gotta follow penthouse letters and, and Benjamin Button. Juju, back at music wisely here. Yeah, I, I hate to break it to you, Brandon, but you're fucked, dude. It's not as hard as you think. I mean, I might as well just let y'all y'all go home early. Yeah, thank you for calling, but you are not in the running for Juju. No, no. Can, can I at least just say that I drank a growler of Lucky Bucket IPA? Yeah, nice. Oh, dude, that's a good beer. Well done, man. That, that was worth getting beat for. I hope, I hope that uh, John, I hope he wins. That, that was fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks, brother. Cheers, man. Yeah, you guys have a good one. Bye. You too. You too. Lucky Bucket IPA, man. I wish we were drunk on that ourselves. All right. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Whew. Oh, Bevo made a note to me that her boobs are bigger than Sarah 36C right now. What size are your boobs right now? 34D. Yeah, you're in the D. You got them all pulled in right now. I have on three shirts to contain them. (laughs) Yeah, but don't do that. Sarah still wins because there's nothing growing underneath hers. Whatever. (laughs) Bevo went up a number too. She was at 34D, which is a that's because you can't find a 34D. Yeah. Well, you found one, didn't you? No. No, I'm duct tape. <laughs> I love D's. Oh, sorry again. Nuts. <clears throat> drifting off there for a second. <laughs> Tell me about it. All right. Congratulations <laughs> to our Drunk of the Week, John, ladies and gentlemen. No, yeah. That's We're not yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. That is not fair. Oh, great. It's not fair. Whew. That was nice. He yeah. even beat out Fierce Face, who uses all five fingers when he points. He did. Wow. Because and he I called say, twice. That's why it's, un- <laughs> it's illegal. I also have to just thank him because I needed that. I needed that good radio experience where it just really happened and hammered it home for me. Renewed your faith. Oh, it renewed me. I needed a little refresher course in good radio. And John gave that to us tonight, and I can't thank him enough. Our Drunk of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. Good job. He was a first-time caller also. Is that right? Wow. What's in your cherry uh, style? That one left me out of breath. That's how good that was. That one gave me a hot flash. <laughs> that, that was a moving moment for that sure. That was moving. You know, anytime you can combine Whitney with uh, yeah. drunk people, pre get a marriage. So perfect. <laughs> it was just uh, like the climax of the song and his a, love. The timing couldn't have been better. Just yeah. a bit of just a bit of perfection. Okay, Whew. let me get compose myself. All right, next week we got a great show coming up for you because uh, Jason Yester from Trinity Brewing Company. I got to speak to him uh, at GABF last year. He's a great sour beer brewer. He was on our sour beer panel, so I'm real stoked. Trinity Brewing Company making some good stuff out of the Pacific Northwest, I think, right? Oh, is that where they're located? Yeah. Up in the up in the pack Northwest somewhere. So we're going to talk to him next week. I'm excited about that. We'll get to learn more about sour beer. Um, and then there's going to be a road trip happening soon. I'm out of here, and um, what's going to happen is that uh, JP is going to take over the airwaves in here and uh, be your host. Actually, it only works... It couldn't have been quieter when you said that. 
It couldn't I have clap been. Oh, come I'm also on. Not going to be here. Really? <laughs> well, it's it's a we're trying some new stuff. It's going to be a little different actually. I'm going to be calling in from the road with our interviews still. So I'll still be sitting somewhere with our guest for that hour or so that we do our interviews uh, somewhere from the road. Um, and then you guys are going to be holding down the forward in between and uh, doing what you do over here. And I think it only works out to be a couple of shows because of the way our off weeks work and stuff like that. So we're looking at like a couple of Sunday sessions while I'm on the road. Uh, we're also going to attempt to bring you some good video from the road. So I'll tell you more about it next week because I'll know more about it then. You know how we work around here. I wait to the last minute to plan the whole damn thing. No. What? So, <clears throat> but we'll be doing that and uh, we'll give you a schedule of uh, who to expect and what's happening. We'll do our best to bring you some good content. So hang in there. But we're still on the air next week with Jason Yester from... Uh, Trinity. Is that what it's called? Trinity? It is Trinity. It's actually in Colorado. Oh, it's in Colorado. It's my favorite Oh, show. that's right. He just looks like a Pacific Northwest guy because he's got like dreads and the long beard and stuff. <laughs> he either looks like from Maine or Pac Northwest, but Colorado, I guess. Or Colorado. Boulder. Colorado's the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it's very liberal there. It's true. Yeah. Of the Rockies. Nonsense. All right. Good job, everybody. Thanks to Zach Tremer from Lucky Bucket Brewing Company. Always a pleasure to talk to him. Go check out the beers if you can because we all loved him, especially that IPA. We uh, love those beers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was just nice. Um, and then, of course, the um, uh, Certified Evil was just a great beer. And he's doing good stuff. Can't wait for that sour. Yeah. Good stuff. They're keeping it under the wings right now. Someday we'll get it. All right. All right. Nate the Douche is on the road for the next couple weeks, uh, right? Yeah. We don't get you back until next month or what? About two weeks, yeah. A couple of weeks. Off We're to Belgium. Yeah, sure. Call in from Belgium. Yeah, do some Call research. In from yeah, Skype. Get ready yeah. for an avalanche of emails accusing you of living a lavish European lifestyle <laughs> on the army's dot. No, right. Nate actually has a job. Uh, that's true. Oh, yeah, I have to fund it from that. That's right. Damn, I thought we were paying for this from the BN. Are you going to play so. the BN card when you go see Jean now that, oh, yeah, now that he's a fan? Yep. Do it. It'll be more like European, not European. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Wait, give us Get your, ready, guests. JP's we, gonna host the show here very yeah. soon. Can we get your broken record joke again? Yeah. And speaking of broken record, uh, I'm glad it didn't sound like all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I do <laughs> like it the second time. It's pretty good. It's better right. even to watch yeah. him do it. Yeah. Look at his face yeah. when he does it. Maybe I get drunk in the week because I called twice just like fucking John did. That <laughs> fuck. That traitor fuck. Alright, we'll see you next week. Thanks everybody. A bark will do me when the skies are gray I'll take a Belgian brew any time And the women say the lamb is fine But don't you give me that American crude Boys, I want a real homebrew Homebrew, don't you really love a better homebrew Can't get enough of it Homebrew, it blows my mind I love homebrew all the time Yeah, I think I'll have it Well, I'm the one right now
my mind. 